do the intro or me? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, hello out there, my fellow magical girls, and welcome to another episode of Battle School Dropouts. I'm Stu. And I'm Bakery. And this week we are what, or we did watch mm-hmm. the first six episodes of Revolutionary Girl Utena. Yeah. That's the name of it, right? Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah. It's a long name. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. We got yeah. slapped in the face five times. God damn. So much <laughs> slapping in this That anime. poor girl. That yeah. poor girl. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. But uh, we got big news this week. Yeah. This is the week that uh, Sonic Frontiers came out. So I think this is a pretty easy question to ask you. Uh, Bakri, how's it going? <laughs> I am uh, just just radiant. Uh, my skin is cleared and I've never I, I can see clearly now the rain is gone yeah. and I can see all the obstacles in my way. So. You were you were blind and now you can see. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Um, it's very good. It's, yeah. uh, it's I mean, I've 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 been optimistic about frontiers. Like when I, I remember way back, way, way back, somebody posted like 2018 or something like that. Somebody posted on 4chan saying they had um, they had play tested what what we now know is Sonic Frontiers. And they kind of described the general concept of I was like, that sounds really good. Like, that's a good idea, I think. And it and they've executed it just about as well as one can hope. Uh, it's, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's I mean, it's, it's buck wild that like it's like I and I think I said it on the podcast before, like the things I want from like a Sonic game is I either want it to be like really good or I want it to be total trash. Like I'm, I'm Sonic <laughs> yeah. 06 for life. Yeah, but, 06 is fun. But I was just like, well, there will never all most Sonic games that aren't like the 2D ones are just going to fall into like the 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 eh category. Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, this one seems pretty solid. It is. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not perfect. There are some bugs, though. I will say there's far less jank in this than in most games, like most Sonic games. Um, That's what I was fully expecting. Yeah. Like you'd start going fast and like you would just like miss things or you'd clip through walls yeah. or something. No, not really. There hasn't been a whole lot of that. So like you can like at the beginning of the game, you can go pretty damn fast already. But um, much like Breath of the Wild, there's a system where like there's these little these little wood wood stone guys called Cocos, very similar to the Koroks in uh, Breath mm. of the Wild. Um, and for every like 20 or so you gather, you can bring them to the elder Coco and he will either increase your ring capacity or your top speed. I do not know why you would ever pick the rings. Yeah. I was going to ask, what does that do? You can, you can carry six more rings than you were able to carry before. Wait, what? So wait, what's, is it like a health system? Like, like theoretically, but like, again, it's Sonic. You can, as long as you have one ring, when you get hit, you're fine. They Oh, so that's still a thing. That is still a thing. Yeah. So like they do function like your HP, like you can at the beginning of the game, you can you can hold a maximum of 400 rings. And, you know, most I'm playing on normal mode. There is a hard mode, but I didn't really trust the combat system to be robust enough for me to want to do that. And it's not. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's just not that not that deep. Um, but yeah, so you get hit by like a boss and you're going to. Oh, no, not a boss because you're supersonic when you're fighting bosses. But um, you get hit by like a tough enemy and you'll it'll, it'll, like a hundred. So a hundred plus rings will will be lost. Right. But like still out of Sonic come like 20 rings or something like that. So you can easily grab one or two and be perfectly fine. You can do the same thing you've always done in a Sonic game where like as long as you keep grabbing that one ring that got knocked out of you, you're fine. And so you can carry 400 and the upgrade gives you six more. Yeah. So you get that upgrade once and you get you can now carry 406 rings. 
Holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there are, like I've said, there, there are some, not in the podcast, I'll, tell, I'll say it now. There are some baffling decisions made in this, <laughs> in this game. Like just some things that I'm like, okay, I get how it worked in Breath of the Wild. Because Breath of the Wild, same thing. Like instead of, like, yeah, instead yeah. of stamina, we have top speed. And instead of health, we have ring count. But Zelda's, like Link's health functions very differently than Sonic's rings, right? Yeah. So it's like we just transplanted this idea with absolutely no regard to how it works in the concept of some oh, context. But, so I haven't. Chef's <laughs> kiss. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right? Also, you have to do that one at a time. The max the max stat for ring capacity, uh, top speed, and then there's also attack and defense, which you upgrade with a different guy. Um, is the, the capacity for all those stats is 99. You can upgrade each one 99 times. You have to, for top speed and ring count, you have to do each one individually so i've got like yeah. 500 cocos or whatever i'm like ready to cash in oh and i have to he asks me what would you like and there's a little bit of a of a of a uh the game like has to slow down to think about like to to get me to the point where i can select like what i want yeah to bring up the menu yeah yeah and the cursor the menu's up i just can't interact with it for a second and a half or so and the cursor's on nothing or like no thanks so if I mash, oh. <laughs> then I say no thanks, and I have to start the whole thing over. Oh. And so I have to wait for it, press down to go to top speed, and then press OK. And then there's a little animation, and then he goes like, can I do anything else for you? My top speed has gone up by one point. I have to do the whole thing over again. And I continue doing that until I have fully cashed out. Yeah, that's going to take you like 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's buck wild. Just, <laughs> just to get a few upgrades. That's insane. Yeah. Um, the shop is all the, the there's a fishing mini game with Big the Cat. Um, oh yeah, the yeah, and it's wonderful. Like I mean, the mini game is like it's 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 not really even a mini game. It's like you ever played one of those claw machines where you literally can't lose. Like oh yeah yeah yeah. It's like it's just you know, it's like a scoop and there's candy and you just kind of press the button and like you're gonna get something. Yeah, it functions like that. It's essentially just a way to try to cash in these coins because every time you get purple coins and you can spend those purple coins to like rent a fishing rod essentially and then you can get a fish and that's worth x <laughs> amount of points which you can then cash in at big's bass pro shop uh and and get various items including the yeah. items that you need to upgrade so i went and bought a fuck ton of things to buy to get top speed and then realized like oh no i'm gonna spend 15 minutes doing this <laughs> and i kind of did yeah it took about that long that's amazing i uh <laughs> i've got that's kind of interesting to see that the the fishing mini game is something like that yeah like i think we've talked about it on like the last one or something where like uh like you know sega bass fishing is like a a titan in the fishing game industry <laughs> for people who don't know shit about fishing games yeah so uh this this doesn't function like that at all like it's it's a lot more like animal crossing fishing but okay. there's like a but like less difficult like you, you <laughs> cast in where the where the fishing the fish shadows are and then eventually your bobber starts bobbing and then you press X or A if you play on Xbox or whatever if you're on PC or ostensibly B if you're on Switch. Uh, and then, one of those. yeah, one of those buttons. And then there'll be a little like a QTE like ring will show up. And you have <laughs> to like, you know, and there's a little ring inside of it and it's like growing. And you just have to line the rings up. And it's very, very simple. And you just press X with the right timing. Or B if you're on Switch, or A if you're on, and then and yeah. then yeah, <laughs> and then you got oh, your fish. Oh, that but okay. yeah, uh, and then you can you can buy all sorts of stuff at Big's Wonder Emporium. Yeah. <laughs> there was um, 
I want to get back to Sonic in a second, but yeah. Bernadette and I have been playing Skyrim recently, oh. and I I didn't know that this was in Skyrim before, but there's fishing in that game. Uh, I've I don't, heard of this. I've never done it. It is maybe the most boring fishing mechanics I've ever seen. This might give you a run for your money. I don't know. Yeah. This, well, yeah. so this one, it's like you cast out your line. It just sits there for a certain amount of time. And then when the bobble happens, you just mash until you bring it in. Oh, okay. And you're going to get something. But you don't aim. You don't do anything like that. You just sit there in first person. Whoosh, and you just wait. <laughs> it's like, why Why even? Why is this even a game? Yeah. Well, it's, to its credit, I guess, Sonic does have you aim the fishing rod. I don't think it does anything. I don't think the, <laughs> the, the, the location you select, I don't think it has any effect. Oh, wonderful. Uh, and if you fuck up, then it's like, yeah, go again. You know, it's with the same. You don't have to pay another to- coin or anything like that. Wow. It's like, oh, go ahead, you got it. You and, got this. Yeah. Same yeah. way that those like those, you know, those guaranteed win claw games. Like if you miss, it's like, yeah, just go again. You'll get something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so I'm good. at a point where I have like a bajillion fucking purple coins. So I don't have to go looking for all those like upgrade mats anymore. I can just buy them all from big if I want to. That's great. It's just, it's just kind of, yeah. I mean, so the economy is completely borked. Like, pretty much like it matters up until a point. But like I'm on the I'm on the the last um, I've been kind of taking my time and also just not getting as much time as I wanted to this week to play it. But like uh, I'm like 20 hours in um, there's. It matters up until like the third or fourth island, but by then, so there's another bewildering mechanic. Um, remember in Breath of the Wild, they had the the solar eclipse or whatever. No, the the blood moon. Yeah, blood moon. Oh, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the sky turns red and all the enemies that you have killed come back to life. Same thing happens here, except uh, it's like a meteor shower what happens. And when that happens, there's a bunch of little like Mario Galaxy star bits just scattered everywhere like all over the place. And every time you pick one up, it starts running this slot machine, uh, which just stays superimposed over your screen, (laughs) (laughs) which makes it very difficult to do any sort of platforming. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that slot machine will give you purple coins. So I was just minding my own business and suddenly had like 300 purple coins out of nowhere. And I was like, I can go fishing 300 times now. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Later. So, Later, big the cat fishing games, uh, like or later on in the game, uh, cost like more. I think like eight coins okay. per per cast. But you get a like that many, like that times more uh, stuff. You know what I mean? Like tokens. yeah. So at least it saves you some time. Exactly. It is just a time saver. Yeah. 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 It's like the 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 reward is multiplied by eight. The cost is multiplied <laughs> by eight. Um. So it's gonna take less time. But like now, I have I think like seven hundred fishing coins. So I'm oh like, okay, God. when I want to spend two hours doing this, I mean, I know where to go. Yeah, get um, all the stuff. Yeah, Shit. luckily the song that plays during that part rules. Like, it might be my favorite track in the game. Also, the soundtrack fucking is incredible. Yeah, I I, yeah. I know I talked about it on Twitter. This Sonic Sonic has a canonical fuck in this. It Yeah. Uh, in the soundtrack. It doesn't happen in game. I think they, they change fuck Cowards. to fight in, in the game. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, the, the, stereo, the, the studio version, they do say fuck. Yeah, it says like fuck the pain away, which fuck is the like, pain away. My bed is in ruins. Yep. That, what a fucking hardcore lyric for like uh, it's for a Sonic thing. Dude, the, yeah. the boss fights in this. So in, in the, the I guess the core loop of the game is you go to a new island. You there are you know, you got to find the chaos emeralds. Basically, like it, it Metroids you every island like you, you're mm. supersonic and then. He gets hit and then the emeralds go like scattered. Um, and you got to find them go. on those islands. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So each island, you have to collect all seven chaos emeralds again. And um, 
So you do various things. You have to like do the the stages in order to get keys, which unlock the Chaos Emeralds. And then there's like um there's these memory tokens that you have to get to interact with uh, NPCs like K like uh, Amy and Knuckles and Tails. And um you know you do all that. You get your Chaos Emeralds, and then you go like you do like a mini game type thing, and then you fight the boss as Supersonic. And um the Supersonic boss fights go so unnecessarily hard. Like, yeah, <laughs> they good. have like they have like screamo music playing and yes. you're like like just fucking you're like battling a kaiju essentially and it's like it's the the boss fight mechanically itself is like it's fun it's 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 a boss fight you know yeah um but yeah just like the music and the presentation of it and like the cutscenes go so hard from like kind of no reason i'm like there's no real emotional like weight behind this fight it's just another robot but like Sonic's fighting like his fucking life is on the line, even though he's literally <laughs> invincible in this moment. So yeah, I love me a good like cinematic boss fight. Totally, like yeah. Like uh, Metal Gear Rising has just some of the best boss fights in the game. Yeah, um, I remember the uh, not the God of War Ragnarok, the new one that's come out. Oh but, yeah, uh, twenty eighteen. Yeah, the twenty eighteen one. Yeah, that there's like a boss fight really early on with like some guy oh, with, and you're um, like throwing each other through mountains and stuff with, uh, oh, what's his name? Balder. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been since 2018 when I played that game, yeah. but, uh, Stu was a, wait, can we say that you were a, yeah, you were, I think so. Stu was a tester. Yeah. I tested before anybody game. else. Yeah. Well, I, not anybody. But. I gave them loads of feedback yeah. on stuff. And I think all they wanted to know was my thoughts on the crafting system. You play the whole game just to play, just to tell just, them about the crafting system. Yeah, like I would be like, "Oh, I thought this was really cool." They're like, "Okay, cool, cool." Did you understand the crafting system? Like, did it make sense <laughs> to you? I'm like, "Yeah, no." I mean, it was really simple, so it totally meant that. They're yeah. like, "Okay, cool." Um, and I was like, "Yeah." And then there's this other stuff that. Oh, uh, were you able to find enough items? Or were you? <sighs> so, like in retrospect, that's that's so interesting. Like that. Well, like one that they would have you play through the whole game just to access the the crafting system, but also yeah. like that they would bring in play testers specifically just to ask them about one facet of the game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you would think you would. I don't like, what do I know? I'm just a music guy, but like, were I running that for some reason, I would probably want to ask everybody what they thought about all the different facets of the game, yeah. right? Because they've all experienced it, you know? Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, I also I also found a bug in the game, and maybe it was just a build. Maybe they already knew it, but, like, I started a new game, and I had all these, like, glitches going on, and uh. I was like, hey, this is what's happening, and they're like, and the guy just looked at me like he didn't care. I was like, cool, all right, yeah, well, anyway, I'm going to go fuck, play this dude. mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You get paid to do that? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It was it was not bad. I okay. think I don't remember what I got paid, but I think I got like it was like eight hours a day, and I think I got I don't think it was more than minimum wage. But I got something like that. It's minimum wage to play video games, you know. Like Honestly. If, if rent didn't suck so much ass, like I'd be a lot more down with that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if I could pay rent and like not be destitute on minimum wage, like sure, yeah, I will do that. Just play video games, you know, Absolutely. tell them about bugs they don't give a fuck about, you know. Yeah. Sounds great. Let me let me do that whole thing. Yeah. And there's like other opportunities to do it. It was it was super fun. Yeah. Um, though it, it was funny. I remember being like by day, uh, like by that, like Thursday night. So I was there like Monday through Friday. By that Thursday yeah. night, I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> like, I'd kinda, like you like usually 
like when you kind of get bored with the game, you step away from it. Yeah, you play yeah, something yeah. Different. This is like, well, you have to keep playing this one game. That's very. So true. you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to try to hundred percent it. Yeah. And that can get kind of old after a while. That's there, very. True. There's a Valkyrie fight that uh, is like a secret boss kind of thing, oh. and it is legitimately stupid hard. Really, like, a lot of people who've done it like that's their like breaking point. And it was really <laughs> it was, and I and I just had nothing else to do, so I eventually powered through it. I don't yeah. think I would have done it otherwise. But it was funny being in the room with other people like and just hearing them screaming and like getting super <laughs> mad and i was like why are they getting so mad and then i got to that part and i was like oh now you know oh because that game is like not super hard no, that, not particularly no but that fight is unfair <laughs> just unfair that's fucked up is it like cool looking at least like does it have it's cool set cool. piece moments okay. yeah the problem the problem is it's like you fight like six valkyries and they're all basically the same uh okay just the this one's just like Whereas the others had tells that like took a f- little while so you could see what was going on. Yeah. This one, it played the tells so fast that you're oh. like, um, you know, and and it was really frustrating because it basically had a move where it would fly up in the air and then instantly come back down on top of you. So if you didn't dodge like the moment it started <laughs> thinking about going up, Shit. it was going to fly up, step on you and then stomp on you. And you just had to watch this animation <laughs> that was going to take out like 90% of your health. Oh, God. Yeah. That sounds frustrating. Yeah, it was yeah. very frustrating. <laughs> It's well, not a good, it's not a good fight. Good on you beating that. Yeah. Real well, pro, listen, real pro gamer in the when, building here. When you have eight hours and you've done everything else in the game, I got time. Got to do something. Yeah. It's not going to be fucking crafting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does Sonic have crafting in it? No. Thank uh, no. God. The, the big the catfishing mini game is is kind of the the it's not it doesn't even really come close it's it's just a de facto shop really but um i just assumed it would because like <laughs> just modern games just have crafting now. yeah the well so the where they where they for some reason picked up these modern contrivances that don't like the, the it's the skill tree so like oh in, yeah in a uh uh trailer or, or like a i don't know like a teaser type thing my phone's going off. I am an unprofessional podcaster. Um, I'm so disappointed in you. Yeah, fucked up, and it's gonna happen again. Um, what was I saying? So, in one of the like teasers, like maybe a couple of weeks before the game actually came out, they were like showing some of the mechanics, and and the guy voicing it says, "For the first time, Sonic has a skill tree." <laughs> <laughs> it is the most fucking nothing skill tree. <laughs> it it has like like ten nodes total, maybe. And it just branches in like two directions. And like, so, okay, so we start at the skill tree, you get your first skill. It's called the Psy Loop. It's like the the main gimmick of the game. You could you can hold triangle and you draw a line. Yeah. You can draw penises that, that, and the Among Us and stuff, you know. <laughs> That's where the blue line comes out of Sonic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And if you like draw a line or if you draw a circle around an enemy, it works as a launcher. And then you could like go up in the air and do like a quick side loop and it'll like spike spike them back down to the ground and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. But um, and also it's kind of the like, you know, it's the inspect button. Like if you're if you're out and you, like something looks off, you draw a circle around it. Then like sometimes it'll reveal a secret or whatever. Yeah. OK. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the first one you get. And then from there, you can go left and get like some skill or whatever. The, the first projectile you can go right and you get like some other move. They both cost the exact <laughs> same amount of skill points. Like the next one is like it's like five each. But like the one on either side of like the next one on either side costs like ten. And with the amount of XP that you're getting, it's going to be like a good, decent little while of playtime before you get to 10. So like I've unlocked the first one and then I get to five skill points. I'm like, I can wait for no reason and get this one that costs 10 in the same the same direction. Or I could just go in the other direction and spend another five and get it. So yeah. I guess what I'm saying is like, it's not a fucking tree. There, there is yeah. a kind of set, like more or less a set order 
of like what <laughs> skills you're going to be picking up and when it's just a matter of like, do I want this one right now or this one? It's always just a 50, 50 chance. No, no other. <laughs> and kind of all the moves you unlock with them are more or less functionally the same. They're kind of like, I think seven out of the 10 moves are just like little cinematic, like finisher type moves. Like okay. the camera just like shows like locks on Sonic. You no longer have any control and you just watch him do the move until it's done. Oh, okay. um, and like, it takes yeah. a couple of seconds. Like they look cool. They're neat. But like, the the combat is like kind of it's brainless but like in kind of an enjoyable way you know yeah. what i mean like it's dumb but like i got to watch sonic do a bunch of nifty stuff yeah i mean not everything needs to be super in depth no right? yeah it is it is it's platformer combat is what it is yeah it is combat yeah. that is not meant to be the main focus of the game it's just funny yeah. that they kind of tried to make it out to be a little bit there's a parry yeah. oh uh, boy there's a <laughs> there's a parry that like it is not timing dependent. In fact, if you kind of, if you try to time it with the enemy attack, you're probably going to fuck it up. You can just, if, but if you hold L1 and R1, you will parry whatever happens. It doesn't matter if you started holding it five seconds before the attack comes, you will parry it perfectly. Interesting. Yeah. And then okay. there's a counter attack you can do out of it. So like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather have the mechanics be fun and brainless than like extremely difficult. Yeah. You know? Like I, I can get behind a game having like, tech and ways to get advantages but like you know when when you start playing like a uh, an action game and it's like expecting me to do like fighting game inputs <laughs> yeah like in the middle of combos i'm like no no, no i'm not, not gonna, gonna do that, that. <laughs> um like i have a hard enough time with combos that are like uh x pause xx yeah you know? like no, no no i'm a i'm a big dumb monkey man i'm gonna just keep hitting x those 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 pause combos i play a lot of devil may cry and stuff but like mm -hmm. those pause combos are like one of the more challenging things to do in the heat of battle, you know, like it's fine enough, like when you're just hitting a target or something like that, but like, or just swinging at nothing. But like when yeah. you're actually like trying to manage, like I'm going to hit this guy and then this attack is going to come in and I'm going to dodge it, blah, blah, blah. Like that could be a little challenging actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel decent at some of them in revengeance. Oh, sure. Uh, sure. Just cause I've played that game so many fucking times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, but like that skill for some reason doesn't transfer over. Yeah. Right. Like I played Devil May Cry five and I was like, yeah, I play Revengeance all the time. Like, I'm going to be <laughs> so good at this game. And that game kicks my ass. DMC five is like, that's a, yeah. DMC in general. It's a, it's a tough one. It's a, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a learning curve for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Sonic is not that it's you, you mash square. And then when you, as you unlock more abilities, there are other buttons to press as well. It doesn't super really matter which one you press. Just press them. <laughs> Perfect. There is a combo gauge. There's a combo gauge that if you fill it up, it like Sonic starts doing like. Have you watched Bleach at all? Uh, not really. Have you seen the scene? Only seen the live action movie. Does Ichigo get the Bankai in that? I'm gonna say no because I don't know what that is. Okay. Well, fuck. This comparison doesn't work. Then. <laughs> um. Uh. You haven't seen much Naruto. Nope. Son of a bitch. Can you imagine a cool anime thing where a guy's teleporting around hella fast and oh, yeah. the other guy a like bunch? Dragon he Ball does, Z? Yeah, 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 he does that. He does that pretty much. Do they do that? In, yeah, they do. Yeah, they okay, do. Okay, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Come on. He's just, he's just like teleporting super fast. Like every punch, he teleports to a different angle and then punches more. And it looks cool. It's um, cool that they made Sonic fast in this game. Yeah. It kind of seems to be the thing that I'm getting. That's, yeah. You can actually like, you can go, you start fast and then you spend those Cocos to get faster. But... And this is the paradoxical thing about that ring capacity thing I was talking about earlier. When you hit max capacity, like at the beginning of the game, it's 400. When you have 400 rings, 
it like doubles your top speed. You oh. just go stupid ass fast until you get hit. Okay. And that's it can be a little bit of a challenge to not take damage when you're going that fast, but it's a lot of fun. Is it when you have five four hundred plus rings or is it max? I what uh today or yesterday I had max rings, which I like four hundred twelve because like I, uh-huh. I upgraded it a couple times. So it's like, why the fuck am I doing this? Uh <laughs> And then just for shits and giggles, I upgraded it again while having top speed, like my, yeah. my top speed improved. And in so doing, made it so I did not have max rings anymore. So I lost that boost until I got another six rings. Are you kidding me? I'm dead serious. That's uh, we stopped, <laughs> Video games stopped having that problem like 10 years ago. Yeah. What the fuck? There, like I said, there are just there are just decisions that are have been made in this game that I'm like, I don't I don't. I don't get it. Where you got to walk me through this? Like, yeah, it, it just makes you play pinball at one point. Yeah, and like you have to win the pinball. You have to right? get five million, five with six zeros points in order <laughs> to progress. It took a while, and I'm not a slouch at pinball. Like I know how pinball is played. Yeah, that's tough. Fun wild, dude. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's it's tough too, especially when it's like you just want to get back to the other game. You know, yeah, like you did a really good job on this other thing. Why are you making me do it? Uh, <laughs> it's the same thing going back to like platinum games and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking Bayonetta one. There is that mission where like you're flying towards a city on a rocket. Yeah, the and space carrier thing. mission. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, this is exactly. Yeah. I mean, like that, that was made in conjunction with Sega at the time, as I recall. That's this is just a, a Sega oh, yeah. philosophy, I guess, because um, Balan Wonderworld. It's not a Sega game, but it's made. It was directed by um, Yuji Naka, who directed the original Sonic games. Yeah. Um, that also has just bewilderingly nonsensical functions. Like there's there's one that turns <laughs> the whole game into is a, nonsense. Oh yeah, that's very yeah. true. Yeah, there's there's a there's one of the um, outfits you can get turns you into a box at random. What you, the fuck? You can press Y or whatever to turn into a box, but also sometimes it just happens. And also you slide when that oh happens. My God. So if you were near an edge, it can just like, oh, box time. And then you just slide <laughs> off of it. Yeah. They're like, it's kind of got a little bit of that stank on it. Sonic Frontiers. Uh, yeah. I, In a way that I find like very charming, but I know is going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think people are saying uh, that it's like a very like seven out of 10 game. And I think that's like. I think that's like fine. Like, I think that's yeah. good for what you want out of a Sonic game. That's it. Yeah. Know? Like, like it, cause it could, it sounds like it could have been so much worse. Yeah. 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 Like, no, exactly. Like this is, this is uh, for everything else. This is like, this is a Sonic ass Sonic game in a way that I don't think there has been in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the vibe I have talking with you kind of looking at things is like, this doesn't seem like a game where like they gave it their all and they had infinite time and resources. This seems like a game that's like they managed to make something good out of what could have been a disaster. I think this is a game that like it it does it tries so many new things and a lot of them work and a lot of them don't. But like <laughs> <laughs> it like it has built so much that can then be built upon in future games. I think yeah. um I can't remember. It wasn't easy, but it was like because uh, he's like a producer on this game. I can't remember the name of the director on this particular Sonic game, but um, he said he he made a tweet like recently saying like, "Hey, I'm really glad people are enjoying Sonic Frontiers," and like they translated it a little funky, but like the translation came out as like he he referred to it as a play test, um, which I don't think meant like this is a beta test yeah. game, but like this is something that like if it goes well, they're going to expand upon it, 
like in the same way that the last several mainline Sonic games have all had the boost system, um, like since Sonic Generations. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like this is sort of their new system, which I think is is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess to kind of we we've we've talked about some of the issues in the game and stuff like that. What's your favorite thing about this game? You go real fucking fast. <laughs> real fucking fast. Every like this is the first the, the open map, the, like the open world maps are all pretty damn big. But at no point have I thought, man, I wish there was a, tra- a fast travel system because you can haul ass anywhere. Like you can go so, so fast. And also, um, instead of doing the Ubisoft tower thing, uh, there are towers, but they're not related to like expanding the map um, much. Uh, but there are little <laughs> challenges everywhere that as like when you complete them and they can be anything. It's like get from point A to point B as fast as possible. It can be like put a ball through a hoop, whatever. <laughs> um, when you do that challenge, it opens up like a little it. it fills in a little splotch on your map not a very big one but like when it does that also it will connect another piece of this like rail highway essentially like oh. uh, it'll open it up so like as you open like open up more and more of the map you have these rail like this network of rails that can just kind of take you anywhere you just hop on a press boost and you just go super fast so like yeah it's it's just so much fun to move around in and like the just the feeling of like at no point do i go like I have to go over there. Oh, man. I'm like, oh, all right. No problem. Like, you know, this traversal yeah. is so much fun. I think as it should be. Um, yeah, because that's yeah. kind of what you want out of a Sonic game is like the Wild act of moving to not suck. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they haven't always pulled that off. But this, yeah. I think, pulls that off better than like any other Sonic game in recent history. Yeah. Uh, like, I think Adventure 2 is like has been my favorite one to control up until this point. Generations is really good. But like the Adventure 2 is like was my top. This might dethrone it. I still I need more time with it, but well, fucking generations doesn't have a fucking working light speed dash. So <laughs> generations light speed dash is one of the worst ones, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad, it is dude. So finicky. You need like I, frame perfect timing. I think that's what stopped me from like wanting to speed run that game. Was that chemical um, plant zone? Chemical plant zone. Like yeah. the, the third or fourth thing you do is like, all right, light speed dash, and like I I, I can't. <laughs> it's not even like oh i'll get the hang of it eventually yeah. it is like i feel like i've got like a 10 percent chance of getting it right yeah and i'm do i'm hitting the button i'm like looking it up like what what like what am i doing wrong i have to be doing something wrong yeah no no yeah this i blame uh, you sonic <laughs> the the light speed dash does work like exactly like pretty much exactly as you would hope it would in yeah this one. The, you see a, a trail of rings you press in the left thumbstick and you will you will follow that trail of rings until there are no more rings. Uh, the one sad thing about it is that, like, if you do that on ground, uh, on the ground, Sonic does kind of stop, like, at the end of that. He, oh, he doesn't just continue running. That's so, a shame. Like, yeah, so, like, it kind of throws a wrench into your, like, speed strats. I've been, I've been trying to route some of the... Uh, so there's the open world levels, uh, like, area, and then there's um, smaller cyberspace levels inside, like, which it's, it's just like a track from Sonic Generations. Okay. Like, it's just like a... You start here, it gets to this point, you know, there's a big ring that you run through when you did it. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There, there are actual levels in it. It's not just an open world Banjo-Kazooie, like, collect-a-thon type thing. Um, <laughs> if, what if Banjo-Kazooie was good? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, so, Take like. that Banjo head. <laughs> it's a better animal mascot. I'm sorry. Uh, what was I saying? 
Um, uh, light speed dash, speed strats, levels. Yeah. Oh, I've been working on a lot of speed strats and stuff. And I've been seeing a lot of like cool, you know, speed run techniques already being developed for this. Like, I think, I think the speed running community is going to go crazy with this one. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited to like eventually watch like the, the AGDQ or something Same. like that for this Sonic game because it seems like it's, it's, it's fast. Yeah. And that's like all I want. Totally. You know? And there, and there's decisions that you probably have to make and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. sure they'll find the optimal route soon enough. Yeah, but, uh, just yeah. routing every little thing is like it's it can be really technical because like you have you know you have your a double jump which you can do, um, you can only do once but it refreshes every time you like homing attack something or bounce off of a, a mm. spring or something like that. You have a, an air dash that only you can only use it once per trip into the air. And it only refreshes once your feet touch ground. Like if you bounce off of an enemy, if you bounce off of a spring, that does not refresh. Doesn't it. care. So, yeah. So like using your figuring out exactly when to use your air dash and stuff like that can oh. like drastically improve or like worsen your time. Uh, so, I, yeah. I got to figure too uh, that there's going to be stuff where it's like, oh man, if you air dash at this thing, you can like sequence break and all that jazz. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's, I mean, that's a hundred percent a thing. And I think that's kind of part of the charm of the game is like, uh, you know, even in the open world, I like, you know, you look up and it's like, oh, there's a big ledge up there uh, that like it has an item that I want. And I could, you know, do this, this like series of obstacles that the game wants me to do. Or if I get max rings and then run at this pebble just right, it's going to launch me into the stratosphere and then I can land on it. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. That happens constantly. Like you're just uh, you're just bombing it down a hill or something like that. And all of a sudden you're in space like <laughs> It's wonderful. It is a really fun physics system to play around with. Oh, that's so good. That's <laughs> so excellent. Yeah. Damn. It's great. I'm really enjoying it. I, I can't believe it. I'm I'm genuinely surprised that uh and I mean like we we've talked about it before. Like it did seem for a while that this was gonna be decent, but yeah. uh I can't believe that there's like a good Sonic game right now. It's ha- like yeah, it's not made is... by somebody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like it's like this is the best Sonic game that's come out in a long ass time. Like I think I don't I wouldn't put it in my like as my number one yet, but I think with more time with it, it could end up there. Wow. You know? Like it's great. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see if we can do throne um Sonic 06 for me. Yeah, but yeah. That, a, <laughs> that is the one. To order. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic 06 is a fun time, you know. It it honestly is really like it's a perfect like beers with the friends kind of game. Absolutely. Like there even the cutscenes are so bafflingly odd that they're enjoyable. Yeah. That was a, that was a, sorry. Got more Sonic stuff. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There was, um, there were a a good handful of reviews that had a problem with like the seriousness of Sonic Frontiers story. Um, And I think, I think it's kind of the same mentality. And like, I've seen these comparisons on Twitter and stuff like that. It's sort of the same mentality that people take with like Kingdom Hearts where it's like, this is a silly concept. Why are they, why, why is there drama happening? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, why is goofy dead? But it's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's silly. It's a little goofy that they're cartoon animals doing the serious thing, but we've seen what happens when Sonic, like the game itself, like pokes, pokes itself and goes like, Oh, you see how silly this is. We don't want that. Yeah. I, I think frontiers does a good job of like, it's, there's a good amount of drama. The stakes are high, you know, but yeah. like, it's not, I wouldn't call it overly melodramatic for the most part. I think Sonic also has kind of a weird spot that it exists in where it's like there's Sonic fans and then there's everybody and then there's like gamers, you know, and everybody yeah. thinks they know Sonic, but the Sonic fans are kind of on a different level. Yeah. And like regular gamers are always like, why is Sonic doing this? I'm like, <laughs> you, you've been out of the loop for a minute here, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
The big, the big problem I think with Sonic fans is like, and this is the thing that's going to get people showing up at our houses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the big problem I think I've with, got my like, blue shotgun and I'm tired of your shit. <laughs> exactly. We're just going to have to be, you know, we're, we're, t- we're second amendment people. Now we gotta, we gotta <laughs> yeah. arm ourselves against the oncoming hordes. But like, I think the big problem <laughs> is that like, and particularly with Sonic fans, I think is that like, what they want from Sonic is more of their favorite Sonic, whichever one that ends up being. If you yeah. were somebody who grew up in like, you know, say you were of the appropriate age in like, you know, 99 to 2001, you probably want your games to be like Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Uh, if you were a little older, you probably want your games to be more like the Genesis trio and like and, uh, Mania. If you're like younger, maybe you want it to be a little more like, I don't know, Unleashed Colors, name your fucking poison. Um <laughs> And the problem is just throwing stuff from the other games into the new one is not the way to like, like if Sega listened to what these fucking howler monkeys were asking for, (laughs) it would be a terrible shitty fucking game. Yeah. Like all the people who acted like the world was ending when it turned out that you could hop on a rail and press the boost button instead of like accidentally sliding backwards. If you didn't pick up enough momentum beforehand, if those people were listened to, this would be a much shittier game. You got to give the people what they want, not what they ask for. Yeah, I think they did a really good job of that in this. No, I think that's the way to go. I think um, they managed to get Sonic. They they got the word fuck in there without having a <laughs> yep. character say it, which is, you well, know, Shadow's I, not in it. So, Shadow, like, you yeah, know, he's going to show up next time. And what the gonna... fucking shit is all this fuck? <laughs> What's up, cunts? I'm the ultimate life form. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be the DLC. The M-rated Sonic I'm, DLC. I'm so ready for episode shadow in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just violently shooting robots. I mean, like the in, in Sonic Forces, there's a there's an episode shadow, and like his is the origin story for the, the main bad guy infinite in the game mm. and like pretty much all shadow does is like he finds this uh, like this guy attacks him because he's like breaking into Eggman's base for whatever reason and this guy this jackal attacks him and shadow just like violently whoops the shit out of this dude like Dragon Ball Z <laughs> styles like knocking him around teleporting to where he's gonna fly and then hits him again and stuff and like just beats the piss out of him effortlessly and just like calls him names and then takes off and the guy gets so offended by it that he ba- he like sells he doesn't sell his soul but he basically goes insane for power. <laughs> that's the that's the game. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's just do that again. Shadow just so up and brutalize somebody for some reason. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I want. I mean, especially like uh, Sonic 06 has uh, uh, Mephiles or whatever, which is just yeah. Shadow without a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's somehow based off Shadow. I don't really understand the story of yeah. that game. One of these uh, days. Yeah, one of these days, man. What a game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I, I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna pick up Sonic Frontiers soon. Yeah. I think I'm it's like I put it on my wish list. I'm like, I'll get it on sale. I'm like, I might not wait. It uh I think it already went on sale uh on PS5 or something like that. Oh, like interesting. there were retailers having it for like $39 or something. I'm not sure yeah. what the deal is. Like if it's like a early holiday sale or if they just like if it got shut out so hard by like god of war and shit but that they just lowered the price i don't know but. yeah well because we are in this bubble where it's like you and i have been like on the the sonic frontiers hype train for yeah. a minute that like if other people aren't excited in buying this game i'm gonna be like what do you mean <laughs> well the the sales numbers seem to be really good like it, it had like mania was the the most recent like it was like a record breaker i think i don't remember if it was like concurrent players or if it was like purchases within a certain amount of time um 
Frontiers, I think, did like five times that. Oh, shit. So, like, yeah, I mean, people are buying it, you know. And okay, like, that's good. It's overwhelmingly positive on Steam. It's still, I think, you know, like people seem to be uh, reacting pretty well to it for wow. the most part. Obviously, not yeah. everybody's going to like every game, but, you know. Yeah. 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 I, well, I, I think there's it, Sonic's kind of like a, an underdog in a way when it comes to video games. A little right? bit. Yeah. Like everybody wants Sonic, a Sonic game to be good, but so many of them are so rough. You know, yeah, and it's just like it's heartbreaking every time. It's like your friend addicted to drugs is like, please just don't clip through the wall. <laughs> oh no, he's clipping through the wall. Yeah, it's a real bummer that they chose Sonic Colors to to remaster because it just kind of brought to light how not great that game was. <laughs> I, I never played that one. Uh, yeah, it's that's fine. That's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's it brings it's what introduces the wisps. You know, the little the little alien guys uh, that give you superpowers. They're in they're in a couple levels in generations. Generations. Okay. I never got super far. I basically oh, okay. only played Green Hill Zone. <laughs> the important one. Yeah. And I think yeah. I have about 10 hours in that game. So <laughs> 10 hours of Green Hill Zone. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at that level. There you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got a I got dethroned. There's a I'm I'm a fourth place now. Oh um, shit. Yeah, Green Hill Classic. I gotta come back. Yeah, you gotta stop playing Frontiers. Yeah. Dude. I got what I got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well, I got I got nothing else that's that exciting. So we can we can move into antenna unless you want to uh, anything else. Uh no, that's about it. That's I think. about it. Yeah. Well, then in that case, yeah, we watched uh uh when when you weren't playing Frontiers, we watched Utena uh Revolutionary Girl Utena. That's right. Uh, 1997, kind of one. Of, I didn't realize it was such an influential anime until we started watching it. I knew it had a lot of influence on just like the zeitgeist of anime in general, but like I did not realize how much it influenced certain things. Yeah, like most notably right now, Gundam, Witch for Mercury, and also like Kill a Kill. Kill has a, a lot kill. of that DNA too. Yeah, it's wild. Like I watching this, I was like, that's a Kill a Kill. That's in Kill a Kill. That's in Kill. Like, yeah. I kept pointing that thing. And I'm like, Ryoko does that. Wait, that looks like that character. Yeah. This character's kind of like this thing, you yeah. know? Uh, Wakaba, I think her name is. It's just, it's just Mako. It's just Mako. It's Mako, but she's like boy crazy. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, yeah, there's there's that. There's the outfit that Utena wears is yeah. like a black and red, uh, like alternative school uniform that mm-hmm. the other kids don't wear. <laughs> it's dead on. It's, it's not exactly. like other girls. Air horn. <laughs> <laughs> she says it is interesting in the in the first episode, uh some faculty member or another who's never seen again uh comes yeah. up and starts like lecturing her, like, why are you wearing that? Why don't you wear the usual uniform? And and she's like, It looks the boys seem just fine with it. None of the other boys wear that uniform. It's that is she that is just hers. Yeah, there's a there's a line did, that did I, she dye it, maybe? Yeah, like uh uh a character says to her like why do you dress like the boys and i was like that doesn't her outfit does not seem like a boy's outfit like yeah. other than the fact that it's black maybe yeah like it looks i guess it kind of has a slight resemblance to that like military-ish jacket thing that they wear yeah you know? but like, all the boys are in green yeah well yeah the colors in like the the actual like style of it are just com- completely and, different and they have pants yeah too like, they she's, have wearing, pants. she's wearing like shorts yeah she's got like biker shorts on yeah yeah her, her outfit is not like the boys no what it's it's, it's just hers you know? <laughs> i guess no i don't think i'd look at short shorts like that and be like that's a boy's uniform mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe for pe it's even got like frills too it does you yeah. know 
Um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Uh, you want to you want to lay down a little short summary of this show mm. for folks? So at this extremely well-funded middle school. Um, middle school. Middle school. Yeah. Uh, Utena is already a student. She's not a transfer student or anything, but she's she's just been around a uh, bit of bit of a bit of an oddball, a bit of a quirkster. Ladies really love her, though. Um, she discovers she sees this uh, this gal named Anthe. Uh, getting slapped up by her fiance. Uh, and I just have to, I'm, I'm very glib about this, but you have to understand she gets slapped so many fucking times so in this show. So many times. It's, uh, it's poor girl. <laughs> it's just like, I know that's just, you know, like this is, this is kind of like a, it feels almost like it's inspired by like, you know, drama, like the stage, like a lot of melodrama and stuff like yeah. that. And that's just, you know, sometimes you got to ratchet up the tension. Somebody's got to get slapped. But, oh, man, it's, she just gets popped for no reason all the time. Yeah, it's always her. But yeah. it, it, it's always her. Uh, anyway, so she sees that. Uh, and then that same guy, um, he does something really shitty to her friend Wakaba. He uh, he um, posts a love letter that she sent him. He, he posts it on the bulletin board. Utena takes great offense at this, challenges him to a fight. Turns out he is one of uh, a member of elite duelists that all happen to be part of this uh, student uh, body council for some reason. Um, he's one of these elite duelists. He uh, possesses a rose ring that Utena also has. She has the, like one of them too. And that entitles the both of them to go to this forest duel, duel arena in the sky and sword fight. And whoever wins the sword fight gets to be engaged to Anthe, the lady that he was slapping earlier. Um, Utena wins. And now she and Anthe are engaged and other people have don't really care for that. They don't want her to be engaged to Anthe. Utena herself doesn't really want to be engaged to Anthe, it seems for now. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, she she's not going to back down from a fight. Uh, so th- there yeah. we have it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of the whole thing is it's like other people that there's this this the the student council seems mm-hmm. to have this like larger destiny going on. And uh She's just kind of caught in the middle of it. Yeah. Just trying to to find the prince who gave her that ring. That's right. Yeah. 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 I thought that was supposed to be like, maybe not like a metaphor, but like a bit more world building and not like Utena's actual backstory. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure which one it is because it comes up a couple times. She even has a dream where she's like, that was the fucking guy who gave me the thing. Yeah. You know, uh, she's, she said, fuck, just like Sonic. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure which it's supposed to be because you're you you are right. It's told in a very fairy tale type, it's like way. once upon a time type thing. Yeah, yeah. And this whole world is very fairy tale-y. Very right. Like it's kind of this like neo Victorian school that doesn't really seem to exist in reality. No. Yeah. And and they have like a they have like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern style like narrator people. Yeah, uh, who are just shadow girls, shadow girl A and shadow girl B. Yep, yep. And they they like set up the the something vaguely related to the duel that's about to happen, like vaguely. But then it it gets more and more abstract because like in the last episode we watched, they were talking about camping, and I was like, yeah. "We're gonna go camping." Because they're talking about like cooking curry, yeah, and stuff. And but well, I I, and, and they that's go camping next episode, maybe. Well, because episode eight and six got swapped <gasps> in their air oh. releases, and episode eight is about curry or something like that, or it has curry in the title at least. So that might but have been part talking of it. Of, oh, oh, wait. So, but so episode eight and six got swapped, yeah, in their release order. But in eight. that episode we watched, that was about um, the the girl. I can't remember her name, but uh, 
the 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 girl and her her tiny boyfriend. Um, yeah, that didn't have anything to do with Curry. Right, but the eighth episode does. But why why in the sixth episode do the shadow girl talk about Curry then? Because the, maybe they didn't have the eighth one ready. Oh, they just had that Curry one ready or something. So they swapped out parts from yeah. episodes. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I think I think that's part of it. That said, like, there's also a part where they talk about pirates and shit. And also I true. Yeah, and I didn't really understand what that had to do with anything. Pirates also sword fight. Oh, I take and it back. They're there, on it. There, there have been <laughs> gay pirates before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's worth bringing up. The show's got a really, like, strong lesbian energy to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Utena does not seem to be particularly thrilled with the concept of being engaged to Anthe. But that said, she, like, receives a lot of positive attention from her female classmates and stuff. And does seems not, very cool with that. And, and she states, yeah. like, she wants to be like a prince who saves the princess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, she doesn't really care about the guys who like follow her around or anything like that. She's, you know, so there's a lot of that going on. The theme, the the opening is very like, you know, um, prince and princess, but with Utena as the prince. And yeah. Anthe as the uh, uh, princess. Yeah. So they do that cool part where they're both like riding on the horses through the sky. That's really neat. Yeah. Armor. With the armor. Yeah. The weird armor. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah visually i i really love the just visual style of yes this. like there, there's so many cool like things that they do like there's um parts where like there will be a, a gaggle of students talking about something and it'll kind of show from this like you know very side profile angle like wide angle of a bunch of people and they're all silhouettes against like a blue sky or something like yeah. that yeah i think that stuff was just so pretty and that was that was really neat they do a really good job with the silhouettes too of the different characters like, yeah because every character kind of has it's another it's you know it's that 90s anime of like every character has a bright color hair yep. and like that's their personality. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so like they do a thing with the silhouettes that I really like where the backgrounds become very simple and basically just black. And then the characters are like a much more simple version of themselves. Yeah. But their entire body is like a flat color of like, like in Newton's case, her hair is pink. So her silhouette is pink. That's right. That's right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Green hair, asshole guy turns green. Et yeah. Cetera. The, the, the weird, slapping samurai guy god that fucking asshole <laughs> that guy sucks that guy sucks so hard so <laughs> i guess let's talk about it. so in this first episode like uh the 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 like inciting incident is essentially like or like uh, the thing that kind of brings uh utana and anthony together is this fucking guy who will not stop slapping anthony yeah he's he's due to the rules of the the school game here uh like he is engaged to, despite them both being in middle school, yeah. they are engaged to each other. Yeah. And the, the wording is that he is allowed to do anything he wants to her. So he says, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the rest of the council does like express concerns like, Hey, stop slapping your fiance. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, please. And he's like, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he <laughs> super fucked up slaps. Anthe goes for another one, but the guy with the red hair, Toga stops him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, Utena is, Utena sees that and she's like, oh, that's too far. That's, that's fucked up. Uh, but doesn't intervene. She's like too far physically and also like doesn't know any of these yeah. people. Um, and then her call to action is him fucking with, uh, Wakaba, like her, yeah. her, her friend. Yeah. 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 Those, those two things kind of come together because like, uh, right before, uh, Utena duels green hair guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he slaps fucking Anthe again. Yeah, like they're they are they're at the dueling arena. 
and like like slap she falls to the ground like so hard like what the fuck yeah and this happens to and like it's wild i think we hit six episodes there were five different slaps there were five there were three by by that guy and then two more by um the jealous girl uh who i don't think has a name the one with the pigtails uh yes yeah there's the the gaggle of jealous girls yes. led by her yeah 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 with the with the darker brown yeah hair. it's just poor Anthe man yeah. like just just everybody's just trying to take it out on her yeah I mean she's like she's kind of weird she's a little quirked up but like she's she's yeah. generally very nice yeah um, absolutely yeah I would say like I mean there's a lot of episodes that we didn't watch of course so like you know I'm sure this changes at some point but she's very docile very subservient and like I know that's sort of her role because she has like oh I guess we haven't mentioned she has like the power of Dios like she has she's chosen by God as a she holds it she has a sword in her chest you can pull a sword out of her chest she's not stabbed by it but you can summon that Uh, and that is supposed to be the key to like um, to bringing about the revolution whatever that means so yeah so there's this whole like insane I think it's in the first episode this like dump where they talk about this exposition dump not not, nobody takes a shit (laughs) Um, yeah where they talk about how the school council is so if the world is like an egg, they are the chick that is going to break out of that shell. Yeah. You know, um, and in order to do this, they're going to need to bring about the end of the world or something like that. Yeah. And they'll be reborn as like different things and or something, something like that. And and it seems like Anthe is like the key yeah. to this. Your middle school. <laughs> it's it, got to happen sooner yeah. or later, I guess. And it, it's wild to me because, like, it's similar in Kill a Kill, right? Where, like, the, the entire city is run by the school, essentially. Yeah. And so it's like, but, like, that show is so over the top that you're like, okay, yeah, sure. This show, I, I hesitate to say, like, is grounded, but it's, it's not over the top. No, yeah. Not really. Well, there, the there's some instances. Part. Yeah. But some I would, silly stuff that happens yeah. for sure. Yeah, outside of like the metal theme song when she yeah. goes to duel somebody, it's it's not too ridiculous, too no. too ridiculous. Yeah, for, for anime at least. Well, there's the part with like the the snails and um. Oh no, okay, maybe I take it back. <laughs> and there was like that entire sixth that was actually the eighth episode thing where the boxing kangaroo shows up to fight Nanami. Yes, and that gets knocked out by Toga. Um, yeah, yeah. There's some silly like there's silly like I don't want to say filler episodes. Um, but episodes that don't have to do with the through line of, you know, dueling for, for Anthony's hand in marriage, uh, that are very odd. Yeah. To be sure. I, I feel like, uh, the first three episodes seem very, or the first couple episodes seem a lot more focused on like the plot and like the overall thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Three and four. Cause they're like a, almost like a two parter, um, one is silly then one goes back to the plot and then yeah. like five and six I, or no sorry. four and five are the two-parter I think. you're you're dead on yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah so i guess it's more like the first half is very like grounded and like what's going to happen and then the second half is is a lot sillier for the, the, most part. the third episode what happens in the third episode because first episode she fights uh green hair guy whose name is Jesus. i i only wrote Sionji. I, I wrote down for episode three, stop slapping Anthe. I wrote and like that, that was going to help me remember what episode it was. <laughs> um, um, no, that's the one with the ball. The where they get the dresses. 
Oh, that is episode three. You're That's right. episode three. Which yeah. which also doesn't have um which yeah, it's a bit more grounded, but it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with the duels or yeah, anything like that. But absolutely. yeah, first episode we duel Sionji, the green hair guy. Second episode, we duel him again. And then third, the ball, fourth, we introduce Mickey, and then fifth, she duels Mickey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we go we go a few episodes without anybody dueling. And like up until episode five, the only person she has even dueled is Sionji twice. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of like, right, okay, so let's talk about these duels. Yeah. <laughs> Especially these first two. I so the 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 way it happens is like she goes to a place, a magical thing happens. It's not like a transformation sequence necessarily, but uh she walks up like a million stairs. So many stairs up to the duel arena, and the whole time this like like metal song is playing with like yeah. the just most fabulously perfect anime <laughs> lyrics that are just translated in the oddest way yeah. where it, I, what is it um like what is it absolute destiny apocalypse or something absolute destiny apocalypse there we go which sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh card is uh it, and like they just say it like over and over they say a bunch of other like equally insane badass stuff yeah. throughout it birth certificate baptismal records uh row row fight the power stuff like that yeah. i don't know it's, it's insane yeah. it's absolutely buck wild it's really cool it's the soundtrack in this is very good like just about all the music that, they, that happens <laughs> yeah yeah because the over the top stuff is like so over the top that i'm like yeah this 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 music rules and then the <laughs> opening and outro are really good too. yeah totally, totally. Uh, but yeah so these duels so they they open up with that uh, and then, so the first two, couple episodes, they fight green hair guy. I know you just said his name. Sionji. Sionji. First, two, I was like, is every episode going to be her, like, we watch her go up the billion stairs for like three minutes and then she fights Sionji. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just tough to fight. She fights him like 40 times over the course of the series. <laughs> 39 episodes, 40 fights against Sionji. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Get two in one at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he comes back with a second health bar in episode oh 39. My God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you like, you think he's dead. You go to leave, but then third form shows up. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like in the, in the cell games where cell just shows up and like just one shots trunks out of nowhere. And just, <laughs> just sort of just sits up straight. Like the undertaker stands up, slaps Anthony one more time. And then round two, let's go. So <laughs> <laughs> he gets his power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say the duels themselves, like if if you're looking for like great shonen action, yeah. it's it's not really there. But they're pretty pretty. Yeah, I mean, they're, I I really like the yeah the art direction and the animation style and stuff like that, including the fights. Like I think they're they're very neat. Yeah, um, they, they have some interesting angles. There yeah. there were a couple of fights where I'm like, it's hard to see what's going on, but this looks kind of cool. Yeah, you know. And I think it's a bit more about like the drama of it than the actual like you know the kinetic sword play uh, that's happening. Yeah, um, like the the very first fight in episode one uh, with Sionji, she challenges him because he's the kendo. He's the he's the captain of the kendo club. She she thinks they're going to like fight with the wooden like the bamboo kendo swords in like a, a ring or whatever they fight in. Uh, and then they go into this and he's got like an actual like saber with a blade and stuff. And yeah. she still has that bamboo sword so like it gets cut like down to the hilt pretty much like almost immediately and then they have their final clash and she's like running at him with just the hilt which kind of demonstrates like her her grit and determination even in like the face of of great disadvantage and just completely clears him for no like no problem yeah but yeah yeah like that i think that's where a lot of the the 
intrigue and the appeal comes from is just like the the drama of what's going on rather than like, you know, oh, he did this cool spin move and she countered with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was kind of saying when we were watching it, like I, I think at least for me, I focused very much on like the the plot and the uh, like this whole end of the world thing and that these duels have like extreme importance yeah. in and of themselves but it's really like the duels are just kind of a, a larger part of these characters dealing with each other yeah you it's know? a way for them to like have this sort of head-to-head conflict without like and and have it be resolved in a very quick and clean and easy kind of way yeah you know yeah absolutely like the duel in and of itself isn't mondo important but it's all the stuff around it yeah like you're saying the drama yeah it. it's like plot wise it's just sort of like who gets to be engaged to the the living MacGuffin, uh, uh anthony <laughs> um but yeah i mean otherwise it's yeah it's the action is certainly not the focal point of this i don't think yeah absolutely yeah. Um, nor does it have to be yeah and i think it's fine and i think that's where the latter episodes were kind of like a little bit of a whiplash where it's like mm. it is a lot more character focused you know like every like the two-parter and then the sixth episode are about you getting to know Mickey and uh, Nanami. Yeah. So, and like what's their whole deal and everything. Yeah. I'm kind of curious because the opening shows Nanami with uh, two blades, I think. Yeah. And um, so far, I mean, so she's, she's Toga's little sister. Like Toga kind of seems like the, the, the big, the big guy, the big guy in charge. He's probably Mm going to be like the last boss type of dude. Yeah. Um, and she's his little sister and doesn't seem particularly inclined to fighting or anything like that. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem particularly interested in this whole dual thing if she even knows it exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's just kind of just kind of hanging. She's like the Ojo Sama uh, trope. Yeah. yeah. She does the laugh. She does the laugh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? She's got uh, it all. She's got it all. Yeah. Great. Great character. Oh, yeah, I, I really like her. <laughs> Me too. Um just perfect evil lady yeah Uh, but like in like a mean girls kind of way not like i'm gonna end the world kind of way yeah yeah yeah, absolutely yeah does she have one of the the rings or no not that i i don't think so i don't think so i was like checking i think i was checking her hand at one point and did not see one okay yeah yeah uh maybe she like Maybe she gets into it at some point. Like maybe <laughs> somebody gets expelled and she gets their ring. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we still don't know the deal with, uh, there's the girl with like the ribbon hair. Yeah. The like orange ish hair. She's yeah. Got, like, the hair drills kind of. Yeah. Don't yeah. know anything about it. We don't her. really know what her deal is. Uh, I'm still curious yeah. about Mickey's uh, stopwatch. He's, yeah. He keeps clicking that thing at like, and it, sh- it makes sure to show you the time every time he does it. Yeah. But like, they're not even that close to each other. Like sometimes it's like 49 seconds. Sometimes it's like half a second, you know, like yeah. just random, just sort of clicking the stopwatch. Cause he'll be writing stuff down and then stopwatch. Yeah. And then, da, 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 stopwatch. Yeah. It's kind of like his whole, whole thing. Yeah. I, I'm like, maybe we missed a line or something. Maybe I was eating a slice of pizza and I didn't maybe. read the subtitle, but uh, I didn't catch anything. I didn't yeah. catch it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's interesting that he's kind of become, he he the so he's a he's basically the two parter. Four and uh, five are about Mickey mm-hmm. and his whole deal and like uh, I I like that they you spend a bunch of time with his character and I thought it would lead up to the duel and then the duel would kind of be the end of that yeah. and it seems like he's sticking around and I I kind of like that yeah you know? and let me let me just state 
for the record, uh, this isn't a case of dub poisoning. His nickname, his real name is Miki, I'm M-I-K-I, but he has a nickname, Mickey, and they do pronounce it differently. Yeah. So yeah, just, we watched the sub. We're cool. Yeah, this, <laughs> that's just like one of those things that bothers me a little bit. Like in the in the dub of Angel Beats, uh, they pronounce uh, Uripe as uh, Uripe and stuff. Just <laughs> just real bad. <laughs> so yeah. I want to make a point. His, his name is like canonically like nicknamed Mickey. I wonder so. if uh, I wonder if this is one of the dubs where they change the characters' names because it's old enough. I don't think so because i watched i watched um some of this show dubbed uh way back when i was when i was a young lad we had a satellite tv and um that came with the funimation channel and so i'd watch a bunch of like kind of like weird animes that i well not not weird but like you know stuff i hadn't really heard heard about like from adult swim and whatnot like uh slayers and kitty grade and 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 revolutionary girl internet and um i i'm pretty sure the names were the same in in the okay yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 I like I like when they leave the uh, the names the same. Me too. It, it feels I, like an odd choice. I, I'm kind of put off by when they do change it. Honestly, it's like as somebody odd. with a name that people struggle with. I'm like, if people are going to struggle with the foreign name, tell them to fucking deal with it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh's got like some big changes yeah digimon too which feels really funny that like so like joey is joichi Mm -hmm. um and then i can't remember any of the other changes um kristen and taya have different names they do yeah taya is whatever the word for peach is momo it's something like that i I might be wrong i don't know i could be wrong fucking it's something like that um I can't remember which is, but it's funny to me because like they they change all these names to like these very like American you know yeah. like Joey right yeah but Yugi's still Yugi I mean I you feel know? like the the connection to the name Yu Gi Oh would be kind of lost at that point absolutely yeah. but it, it's just so funny it's like hi it's 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 Tristan and Joey and Yugi like okay yeah. he, he didn't become like a Yug for short you know Yug. He's the exchange student yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the implication Dude. being that like I guess Yugi is Japanese and and has transferred to it or maybe you know it comes from like he's second third generation whatever yeah uh, you know then just he's just the, the the Japanese kid here yeah I guess so <laughs> <laughs> they do that yeah. in, in Digimon too they kind of like they. They do that, but then they have to at one point acknowledge, like, for the sake of the plot, there's no way around it that they are in Japan. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's a part where they're talking to, uh, oh, it's it's um Will. I, I don't know its fucking Japanese name, but uh, the one with the guy who ends up becoming like the big bad from the movie. Uh, at one point, I think um, he sends a message warning people, but he's, he speaks English. He's an American, and uh, they're like, in English, you hear. I don't think this guy can speak Japanese. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. That's so good. I could they, be messing up some details there, but yeah, that definitely happens a couple so of times. Good. Is um Pokemon, Ash, Brock, and Misty are those those no. can't be their Japanese. No, names, Ash's right? name. I don't know Brock or Misty. I know that um Ash's name is Satoshi in Japanese. And also uh. Jesse and James are named Musashi and Kojiro, which are the names of uh, two like famous samurai that had like a famous duel. Musashi won. Koji- Kojiro died. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like a like a 
famous Japanese I don't know, folk tale. I don't know if the guy was actually he probably lived like there was probably a guy named Musashi Miyamoto <laughs> at some point. Maybe he had that duel with him. Maybe he didn't. I don't fucking know. But yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. 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 Great yeah. friends from Musashi. PlayStation one. You can learn all about it. <laughs> they, they, not historically accurate at all. If there was history to it. I don't know. Well, I think isn't aren't isn't Jesse and James aren't they supposed to go to like uh Western uh, thieves. Jesse James, I think, was the yeah. name of the person. That right? There's yeah, yeah. There. That was like yeah. a famous bandit or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, and then there was um, uh, Butch and Cassidy. There was from like Pokemon Johto or whatever. Like the other Team Rocket members. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Butch Cassidy is another. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I, it's a go. good way of of doing it. It's not a terrible yeah thing, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm one of those like you know I'm not I, yeah. I'm not a sub purist or anything like that. But like when it comes to names in particular, like come on, no, I agree. Don't be I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I I like creative translations, but it's like I don't know. I I I think especially these days, like Japanese names aren't so impossible to understand. <laughs> yeah, right? you know, like everybody's everybody's a fucking weeb now i feel like yeah i feel like japanese ones names like by and large at least like you know people names are like pretty difficult to fuck up a lot of the time you know what i mean like there's the whole like devoiced like eyes and uh, use like sasuke you know stuff like that but like that's the hardest thing they've got that's that's still a lot easier for us than like someone who speaks japanese reading the word michael for the first time you know what i mean (laughs) like that's gotta be confusing yeah i I don't think like them naming the character ash is like, ah, uh, as a kid, if I heard that his name was Satoshi, I would have never got into Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I know they did it with Sailor Moon too, but I can't remember what Sailor Moon's name is supposed to be. I just know her as Usagi. Is her name not Usagi in English? I'm pretty sure it's something different. I've never like watched that dub. Sarah or some shit like that. Really? It's not Sarah, but it's something. I want to say it, something like that. If I were a four kids dub writer guy i would probably name her luna was it luna it could have been something like that i don't think so though like I, I think the cat was named luna i'm 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 Maybe. talking out my ass I don't know. uh i've all i haven't seen the four kids version of sailor moon in a it could also not time. be from four kids i don't know no i believe it, it was. was okay yeah. okay the, there was a dub and then they redid the dub sometime later where it was a little bit more accurate to the show yeah uh, where like her name was Usagi and they said Usagi yeah. and all that jazz. Speaking of four kids, they had the right idea. Don't change it. Just fuck it up accidentally like Zolo. Wait, what's it's, that one? It's Zoro. It's, it, oh. it, it, <laughs> but they named him Zolo in the four kids. Yeah. Excellent. Everybody else is like, you know, Usopp is still Usopp. Sanji is still Sanji, but that's Zolo. That's Zolo. Yeah. Is that uh, One Piece or what? That's One Piece. Yeah, yeah. that's One Piece. <laughs> Dude. That's incredible. Did Naruto never got the name change treatment, did it? No, no, everybody's everybody's that I can remember anyway is named what they were named. Yeah. The the pink hair girl didn't become like <laughs> No, she's they like I mean they say the names something. badly a lot of the time, you know. Sakura. <laughs> but like, yeah, her name is still Sakura. Like, <laughs> I think I think uh I can't maybe it was maybe it was Sasuke, maybe it was somebody else. I remember like somebody said like a first name, like pretty, pretty accurately. And then just absolutely butchered their last name. It was like, my name is Sasuke. Yuchia Sasuke. Like, uh, well, you got half of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun with uh, really older, like older dubs kind of have that issue too. Oh, I yeah. tracked down all of the uh, like big green dubs, and speedy dubs and stuff like that. Fun. And just hearing like in the same dub, 
like several different ways of people saying piccolo is just <laughs> how do you pi- wait piccolo how? like just that's not even a, but that's a that's a word in our language yeah that's <laughs> well these dubs were made in uh other countries oh okay uh speedy dub was Taiwan or something like that. Okay, I was gonna say it better not be Italian. I'm pretty sure that is an Italian, like a word yeah, of Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't think the big green. I, I want. I want to say Speedy Dub was like, yeah, it was something like Taiwan. Or okay, something like that. okay, and they they made an English dub, and they just as cheaply as possible. It seems like, and I believe it's either the Speedy Dub or the Big Green Dub is what the English version of dragon ball z is based on interesting because it wasn't a japan straight to america it was like japan by way of like france or like taiwan or something like that yeah then to america so we were so the the dragon ball z that we know is a translation of a translation interesting i didn't know that yeah oh some dragon ball lore yeah yeah it's something like that i mean i could be talking about but that's this podcast i'm not gonna check you on it yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're not here to fact check facts don't care about your feelings while we don't care about facts (laughs) that's how i feel feelings only (laughs) that's how you go super saiyan 3 that's how that works Hey, what Frieza. the fuck were we talking hey, about? Hey, Frieza, facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> feelings don't care about facts. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think we were talking about Utana. Um, At some point. Different this, uh, well, this yerba's very good. It might be my new favorite. The orange oh, exuberance. Orange exuberance. Yeah. Okay. Been, been making my way through the various yerba mates. Damn. Uh, I, thought, I thought enlightenment. Yeah. The energy review of the the podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I'm host- just drinking goat fuel again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, still another another cosign for the goat fuel. You yeah, know? honestly, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. There you go. Yeah, but I've got orange exuberance yerba mate. It's organic, whatever that means in this context. It's it's nice for a drink to get the seal of approval. Battle school drop. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The opposite of that. Every other time I drink an energy drink, on yeah, this that's. Podcast. I feel like that's more likely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> energy drink. Something to, there's. For some reason, a lot of them aren't very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a whatever that sweetener is. Uh, it's like aspartame. Yeah, like, I like I aspartame know. and other stuff. I like. I drink almost exclusively diet sodas these days. No, me know? too. Yeah. I, it's something. There's something different in energy drinks. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's like too sweet, but then zero sugar. Yeah. You know? Like I got a marshmallow rock star zero sugar, and that it was sound good. Probably the sweetest drink I've ever had. Did it but, taste like marshmallows? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, but like. The idea of marshmallows. <laughs> the concept. No, yeah. <laughs> marshmallows as a, you know, if you ate, if you drank them and ate them back to back, you'd be like, these are different. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Getting back to Utana. Right. I want to talk about uh, one of my favorite animes, uh, Kill a Kill. That's right. There are so many Kill a Kill. I was going to say references in this. Kill a Kill has so many things from Utana. Like, yeah. I could not believe it. Yeah. Like we talked about it earlier, the outfit is really similar, but even like uh like Utsuna has her bag over her shoulder in the same that Ryu way that Ryuko does it. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the like the the fact that it's about a student council that's trying to do this like take over the world kind of plot. Yeah. And like uh, and that there's several members of this council and all that. And even Kendo guy, his hair is green yeah, that's and true. he gets his butt kicked and he He's has to like find dick. the resolve to do it. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, yeah, there's all this stuff. The only 
parallel we didn't see was uh, musician girl and uh, the disciplinary guy. Yeah, Gama, there was no there was Gamagori. no Gamagori mm-hmm. stand in. Yeah, and the music the music guy is uh, well one a guy and also uh, yeah I mean he's just kind of one of the, he's part of the party now it kind of seems like he's yeah. one of the one of the, the buds mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, no, I I like his character. Yeah, me too. Well enough. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting that there's like this this parallel and and that she's at the school trying to figure out like what's going on and that uh you know the the council's kind of like against her and she yeah. doesn't want to deal with them and all that. There's a, there's a lot of crossover personality wise between Ryuko and Utena. Yeah, I could definitely see it. Like I think both of them uh in in some way or another are kind of based on the same like overall like <clears throat> japanese trope i think it's called sukeban which is like the you ever heard of a boncho no oh um uh, fucking what's his name from fucking yu haka show uh the pompadour oh uh uh kubara yeah it's like the lady version of that oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i like to the tough rough and tumble type of gal you know? yeah um yeah i think they're both kind of like in ways based on that that sort of uh archetype yeah which i think really works for both of them and like they sort of express that differently but you can kind of see the dna of it in both of them mm-hmm. which i think is really neat yeah 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 and i really like it, it made me like utina more because i'm like ah oh, it's, it's like it's like my best friend for you there's guy, your you gal know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's your bud <laughs> yeah um yeah she's got a cool sword uh, she's got a, a crazy, crazy gal pal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't have yeah. the talking clothes, but. Yeah. A, only downside. Yeah. But she has a fiance who has a cool pet monkey with uh, one hoop earring. We did not talk about Choo Choo. We have not talked about Choo Choo. Choo Choo. Or her box of snails and her pet mongoose. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very silly episode. Yeah. That was a very uh, silly episode. The. We. But we got to touch on Choo Choo. Choo Choo is just kind of the like. I don't know. Like it kind of looks like uh, the little cat thing in Card Captor Sakura a little bit. Oh, but like a grimier version. <laughs> I was thinking he looked kind of like Apom, the Pokemon. Oh yeah, he totally does. Yeah. yeah, or like a like a monkey ball monkey a little bit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Those big, those big round Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah, because he kind of he's just like he's a he's like a cross between like he's a he's a monkey, but he's like the size of a rat. Yeah. And he's just this cute little guy who just does cute little things in the background. He's a, he's a silly little dude. Yeah, he's like that 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 immortal sort of like cartoon character where he can get crushed, stepped on, choke, set on fire, <laughs> and he'll just be in the next shot. No yeah, it's just slapstick, you know. Yeah, nobody's ever concerned that Choo Choo's about to die. No, he's just so like fucking the green hair guy steps on him. And yeah. like nobody, not even Anthe is concerned. Just like, oh, that happened. Yeah, oh, well, he'll be fine. Yeah. Walk it off. The immortal choo-choo. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All powerful. He will be the one to uh, have the power of revolution. <laughs> I think he's going to win the last duel. <laughs> he's the one who's going to defeat Utena. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Absolutely. And it'll be well-deserved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, uh, I I like the little characters. I like the sillier stuff that they got into in the later episodes. Me too. With, with the snail box and all that. And Yeah. Uh, it's a because I feel like the show would get very repetitive if like every episode somebody was like, I got a duel yet. Like, there's only it's like six combatants here and like two of them are already neutralized. You know what I mean? We got 39 episodes, 33 more to go. Yeah. And, so the, and they don't really seem too keen on like raising the stakes as far as things go too. Yeah. like at least in these first six episodes, it, there's never a part where like Utena's like, oh man, I've really got to take this seriously. Or yeah. Something, you know? I, I do wonder if maybe that changes like later on in the series, kind of like how like 
uh, maybe I'm just thinking about this because I'm looking at your Ava 01 poster, but um, <laughs> uh, that's 01, right? I'm not tripping, right? The purple one? Yeah. Like that's that's the the model number, right? Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah, because 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 uh, 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 Rays is zero. double zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Oscars is O two. O two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know for some reason in my head, I think it's I think I got it confused with. I, I got it confused with the name from Custom Robo, like Rayo One or whatever in my head at some point. <laughs> I don't know. My brain's a mess. Um, <laughs> You're telling this? me. <laughs> uh, but no, like, because Evangelion, like the first, you know, 10-ish episodes or something like that are like, you know, with like more or less your standard fare, like, you know, giant robot versus giant monsters, right? Like the yeah. weird shit starts, it, like kind of comes in like you know, a little way in before the halfway point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess kind of the same is kind of true of Kill a Kill. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering, um, I need to go back and finish Kill a Kill, but uh, oh. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if that's going to be the case here. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it does follow this formula until the end. It's fine either way. But, yeah, yeah. The, the, the feeling I have is in seeing these like kind of like sillier and funner sides to things. I think these are going to, it's going to go, have more slice of life like fun elements yeah. to it than it's gonna have like and then eventually there but like every once in a while there will be an episode where it's like this is a duel to the death <laughs> yeah you know yeah. like if if you lose this you're gonna lose your your wife girlfriend yeah they don't actually like nobody gets hurt in the duels either they they wear roses on their shirt and if you break the rose you win yeah so you just yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I think uh, green hair guy kicks the shit out of Utena with one. She goes like tumbling like several feet. Yeah. After that. Yeah. And that's that's probably the most violence that I can think of. Nobody's nobody gets cut. You know, there's yeah. no blood. That's kind of. Yeah, no, that is that is the the most violence anyone has, with the exception of Anthony getting slapped multiple times. That's the most violence anybody has suffered on the show. At least what we see there. There seems to be on Crunchyroll and on YouTube. Uh, which is both ways you can watch Utena. Yeah. Uh, it's like official uploads on YouTube, like the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, there seems to be some kind of like, it's either a weird sh- style choice or actual censorship mm. where like that, that rose appears over and it, it, it oh, like appear yeah. over fights and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I watched a clip from episode 39 when I was looking up the censorship mm-hmm. stuff, which I guess is the last episode where a character is violently killed and um, the censored version is very different than the uh, like you can still tell they die, but oh. like the way they show it is slightly different. But there but there is an uncensored version of it. I guess. Okay. I could not find it anywhere. Cause Cause, I was like, I wanted to see what the difference is in episode two between like when that rose, that really awkward looking rose appears on the screen over Utena and you're just like sitting there. We're just watching this rose spinning. It's like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It is a little strange. If, if there is an uncensored version out there, I don't know where. I think that is just a style choice. I'm I'll be honest. I don't quite get it yet, but like I, I, I would be surprised if there was a, you know, version without that, like the yeah. DVD or VHS, whatever version of something like that. You know what I mean? Like, cause I mean, like what it's covering in both of those instances, when it appears in episode two are like fairly tame. Like the, the yeah. first one, the, the spirit of the prince comes down and like enters Utena and she gets the like energy necessary to fight back against the green hair guy. Um, and then when they clash, uh, it happens and she has broken through his sword and also broken his flower. He himself is perfectly fine. Yeah, the, neither of these seem like things that need to be edited or, or censored. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree, and it it just seems like a weird style choice to make if it's not censorship because the rest of the show is 
fairly pretty. Yeah. You know, like it all looks good. Yeah. So like, why would you just be like, oh, I'm going to just cover it with a rose? They do. I think they do do the white rose thing again when she clashes in the duel with Mickey. When when they clash, oh, I think they do they? the same thing. I yeah. could be misremembering, but I think so. Okay. So like, I uh, my guess, if I were to hazard a guess, is like maybe just like that moment either was like, you know, difficult, like they didn't quite know how to animate it properly. Like the the spirit like mm-hmm. entering Utena, like maybe it's like, well, okay, do we just get to the point where they overlap and it disappears? Like how's yeah. this gonna work? Or we could just slap this thing on it and then move on to the next thing. Like maybe it's yeah. a time constraint thing. Maybe they just didn't know how to animate it properly. Blah, blah, blah. Style is problem solving kind of thing. Yeah. You know? And it, it definitely could be because it go, going by what it said on Wikipedia that episode six and eight are swapped. Yeah. And they're swapped because of uh, like a timing issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's like episode eight or what was going to be episode six. They didn't have enough done. So they put out episode six. Yeah. So there are, it says that there are continuity issues. I didn't quite catch those. Me neither. So it's something to do with a diary that I just missed or something. Uh, uh, somebody, I can't remember who somebody mentions. Uh, I think it's green hair guy, but I could be wrong. Um, they mention it's like a, they, they, they call it a particular kind of diary. Maybe I wrote, maybe I wrote a note about it. I actually took Ooh, notes. Note taker. Um, but maybe I, maybe I didn't actually uh, write the note. But, it it has something to do with that because the diary is apparently revealed in what is now episode eight. Okay. But, uh, cause, cause they call it, yeah, it's like, they call it like a rotation diary or whatever the word is. Okay. But like someone mentions like, I, it's, it says so in my rotation diary and then red hair guys like you keep one of those or something like that. Mm. You know, that's the last mention of it. Yeah. That must be it. But yeah, yeah. given we don't know what that is, it, it didn't really matter. Well, and it doesn't really, none of nothing in episode six as it is really was like because that, that episode not to dunk on the show yeah. but like all it really does is like it, it gives you a little bit more character for nanami which is possibly important it also i think it it sort of settles the beef that she has had with um with utana and uh and anthony a little bit a little bit like they're they they seem a bit more friendly by the end of that than they were yeah yeah and uh, so I, th- I definitely think it's important, but that's sh- that episode is a lot of gags. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, mostly and gags it, like the, that and episode four are just gag it's the Nanami episodes. Yeah. She's, she's the gag. She's the gag character. Yeah. And yeah. she's just and they're fun. They're like funny gags. Yeah. But I was like, this isn't like it's not pushing the plot forward at all. Yeah. And I, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But no. Like, yeah. I, I you know, I kind of wonder because like, you know, this came out in 97. This is back when these things actually came on like TV. Uh, as TV doesn't really exist like that these days. TV is dead. Like it does, but like who's watching it? Um, Cause that's, I mean, that's how I watched it initially, not in 97, but like, you know, years later, but it was still like, I would just turn it on and there'd be an episode of Utena and I'd watch it and I'd be like, okay, that happened. I don't know anything about this story. I don't know the continuity. <laughs> I don't know what episode that was in the, out of how many episodes there are, you know, mm-hmm. but like, so I, I kind of wonder if maybe that's like, the idea behind it is like understanding that not every episode that people jump into is going to like, you know, be contiguous with the, with the, the last episode that they watched. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. It's got to keep them loose. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's a bad way to go because the, the gags were good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, like I didn't funny. feel like I wasted my time. That kangaroo was hilarious. The was, kangaroo was hilarious. It was the, and it was rules of three. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that were true. really good. Right. Like she's trying to hide the animals in, uh, Anthony's apartment, <laughs> and she does it three times. Yeah, you know? she 
is chased by a runaway horse in episode six, Nanami. Mm -hmm. And then later we learn she was chased by a runaway bull earlier in her life. And then later is chased by a runaway kangaroo. (laughs) Yeah, with boxing gloves. With boxing gloves, which was just excellent. A boxing kangaroo, yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. Overall, great show. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Episode six was kind of weird because Dinami like dates a elementary school kid. Yeah, like using the it it kind of dates like kind of how you expect middle schoolers to date each other. Like, point you are my boyfriend now, and that's about yeah. it. You know, this that's nothing else. They're middle schoolers, whatever. Um, it is strange for it, sure. I think I think it's odd too because I, I bet if you like looked at their ages, right? Like the boy is twelve and she's like thirteen <laughs> or something. But the yeah. way that they because it's like peak anime syndrome, right? Like all these characters are fourteen or younger, and yet they all are like just these like just Towering six feet behemoths. tall. Yeah. Like yeah, like they finish puberty at like eleven yeah. or something. You know? Yeah. Uh, Very difficult to gauge anybody's age. Yeah, this. like they, they look like they should be like finishing high school kind of yeah and so when they said middle school and you were like yeah the old like that they're done with that at like 14 i was like these are supposed to be like 13 year olds what the fuck at the yeah um we know that uh utana is not a first year but i don't think they establish if she's a second or third year yeah so 13 or 14 they, they make a they make a thing out of one of the characters being a freshman that and uh, implying that they're like an upperclassman I guess. I think that's the way I took it. Nanami, I think, is a freshman. That that could be. So. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that I don't know. It, it was definitely odd because she looks like a giant compared to this child. No, yeah. Yeah. Like that was a that was a, I was like, Nanami. <laughs> don't you do uh, that? Yeah. But it was uh, still a funny episode. She just wanted a bodyguard and he just wanted to be someone's like brother type person. Yeah. He wanted to defend her because he saw Toga defend her from that uh, runaway bull uh when he was much younger. Or younger to some degree maybe it was well, a few days ago that was the thing too is they, they show this flashback and nanami is like a little little girl yeah and then toka shows up and like stops the bull and he's exactly how he looks now and and the kid i can't remember his name i was gonna write it down and then just didn't but uh the kid is like he's got that like the the preschooler outfit or kindergarten yeah. he's got the, the hat and the, the little yellow hat yeah, yeah yeah the whole nine so i'm like I mean, either he's like a second grader or this took place several years ago, like at least a few years ago. And Toga has looked the same. Yeah. yeah. He just came out of the womb like six feet tall. <laughs> like because he he fucks. Oh, yeah. He literally. Like there's a part where Mickey like he walks and like his sister is like kind of like getting her clothes a little bit together. And then he walks in and fucking. uh Toga is like, yeah, basically like, yeah, I just fucked your sister. Yeah. And like, it's like, who, what? I, yeah, I don't know. This, <laughs> this maybe seems like the kind of thing where like the more you pay, like the more math you try to do about it, the less sense it's going to make. But yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's strange. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's just, it's, it's, we talk about this like every episode, but it just, it always will baffle me. It's just peak 
anime. No, <laughs> nobody is the age that they say there are. I mean, that's like the same every, thing. Everybody, it's like uh, Riverdale, right? I was going to say, like yeah, or like uh, the, the Euphoria show. Um, yes, yeah, exactly, where everybody's playing 16-year-olds. However, we're all in our late 20s and yes. like they're fucking doing coke and killing each other. And yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. I, I think ultimately it just kind of like school is a very easy setting for these sorts of like dramas and romances and whatever else because like things that don't super matter to like adults with like jobs and bills and mortgages and shit like that do can super matter to like a student you know what i mean like if somebody if somebody says like in in your when you're in high school and so and so has been spreading this rumor about you it's like oh this is life or death shit but like somebody tells me like so and so is saying this about you i'm like i don't give a shit like who's that for i don't fuck off (laughs) yeah you know it doesn't matter anymore school school provides a good structure to storytelling too in a lot of ways because it's a thing you have to go to everybody has to be there you have to be in close proximity with a bunch of other people around your age with like who more or less share your values exactly like if, if somebody was like a huge dick to you at work you could just be like okay well i just I'm, I'm I quit. Yeah, you, know? you can't. Yeah. If like somebody like or we're gonna talk to HR or something, you know. Exactly. If somebody yeah. like completely fucks you up at like a high school, it's like, well, you still have to go to school. Yeah. You don't get to choose a different school. You know. Like, yeah. You just kind of are stuck at the one you have to go to. So totally. It's, it's it's definitely a good structure, and it's definitely I don't know. I just would feel silly if we didn't like comment on like, man, this 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 <laughs> shows it's it's very odd. Yeah, it's it's just kind of one of those things. Like it's just it's sort of a. a price of entry sort of yeah. so to speak is like you got to be okay with like yeah this is way too much melodrama for a middle school <laughs> was the thing i cared about most in middle school Yu-Gi-Oh cards probably oh, uh, oh okay let me think about this yeah middle school what did i get magic the gathering mm. and i think i wanted this one girl to like me but i had never worked up the courage yeah so I, there was a little bit a little bit of that yeah there. but definitely magic a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah but yeah. like no sword fighting ever ever got involved yeah, yeah, no, no, not yeah. that I can think of. Maybe yeah. it would have been easier uh, to get that girl to notice you if you were sword fighting somebody, oh, but no. didn't get that opportunity. Yeah, well, except I was a, I was definitely a late bloomer, so middle school me trying to like do any kind of combat would have been <laughs> very bad. You know, got everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah, maybe maybe your middle school battle anime life wouldn't go very well. Maybe the high school one. High though. school one. Maybe high that starts was, popping off. Yeah, high school I was in really good shape. There you so, go. Uh, I was the. The fittest I've ever been and may ever be. There you so. go. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a lot better shape than I am now. So. I feel it. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we can start. Is there anything more you want to talk about, Atena? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get to the reviews. Here. Yeah. So we got our review system here. Uh, three categories. We've got uh, keep watching eh, and total garbage. Yeah. Bakri, where are you falling on this one? Um, I've never watched Utena all the way through, but I've seen a good handful of episodes uh, before and uh, still I find it very interesting, very charming. I really love the art direction and music and stuff like that. The, the animation is neat. I like the characters. It's, it's a good show. I, I quite enjoy it. And uh, I mean, I say this about every anime that I like that we watch on this thing. God knows when I'm going to fucking watch through it, but I do want to eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm. I the only conflict in me right now with this thing is it's a I want to give it a keep watching. Yeah. But I know that this is like. If I do watch another episode or if I do like decide to finish this show. Yeah. I'm going to have to be in like a different point in my life. Mm. You know, like almost like this is a show that I very much. 
I want to see what happens. I'd be curious to watch like another six episodes at least. Yeah. But like, I want to watch like the dub while I'm doing something else. Like, oh. this is a day, like, oh man, I can't wait to go watch episode seven now. Like, yeah. Um, if, and if anything, um, <laughs> like the show I really want to watch right now is Kill la Kill. Sure. Yeah. Like I want to like as, as soon as we're done and everything, I might <laughs> just put on Kill la Kill. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't want to give the show an eh. Oh, okay. I feel you. You know, because that just feels because I, I, I think, I mean, I think that there is, I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but like there is certainly something that you're going to get out of Utena that you're not going to get out of Kill a Kill. I mean, ultimately, Kill a Kill is still like a Shonen or Seinen, whatever you want to yeah. call it, uh, series where like I think anime in particular, but I think especially Shoujo has a way of like, you know, making these like, uh, crafting these very like ephemeral moments of like romance and drama and stuff like that. And I find, I think it's pretty neat. Um, yeah. And Utena does that in a way that's like, a bit less touchy feely than others, but like still impactful. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's sort of centered around some combat and like Utena's is not exactly the most like, you know, sentimental, like soft type of person, which I think makes it a bit more interesting. And like the sort of like almost Shakespearean element of it, I think is really neat. Um, so yeah, yeah. And, there's a lot of cool stuff to it. And I know we compared it a lot to kill a kill, but there aren't, there's not really another show I can think of that kind of looks the way this show does in a way i mean like it, it's not like it's like totally abstract no, anything, sure, right sure. but like i love the backgrounds and i love the this like sort of like rich victorian victorian's not the right word but like this high society kind of yeah look to it every everybody right looks like either but yeah everybody looks like their parents are millionaires <laughs> you know like there's no person who's like, like there's no broke ass kid at school there, yeah you know yeah Maybe maybe it's Anthe. I don't know. Could be. I mean, She's that poor girl kind of doesn't really seem to do get to do anything that she wants to do. So <laughs> maybe it's. I don't know. Um, uh, no, I okay. I, I see what you're saying. It yeah. is it is a different kind of experience. Okay, that yeah. that kind of convinces me. Also, I can I can I can move it up. Also, I think that there's like sort of a historical probably isn't the right word, but like there's sort of like a, a significance to it being from the time and place that it's from. Uh, being like one of the first like you know it's a, it's an anime with like one of its primary protagonists is like a a you know brown person maybe indian i don't know exactly her you know ethnic makeup but like mm-hmm. you know someone who kind of like uh, escapes the typical anime anime character mold uh in that way and then also like it's a i think it, it's had to be one of the highest profile like you know, even remotely gay stories at the time. You know yeah. what I mean? In, yeah. in in Japanese animation specifically. Especially for 97 too. Yeah. Like it is, um, it is nice to see like a, a, a character with darker skin that isn't like a stereotype. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that in anime, unfortunately, yeah. right? Where it's like, you know, like a character that's supposed to be like, you know, that's supposed to be like a black guy is like, yeah, oh, they don't do that so great a lot of the time. <laughs> it's like, why is he like eighty feet tall and like has like <laughs> uh, I don't I don't need to describe. Yeah. We all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. The giant lips and the horrible accent and the you know yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the beady itty bitty little eyes and stuff. Um, strange, strange stereotypes. Yeah. In, in anime for it, sure. It, and this is like just you know by comparison, like this is just a person what's got darker skin and some different features you know yeah and it's def- it's definitely nice um i think even the, the the there's a part where the prince when the prince is like ghost form is entering utana oh yeah i he's think he's got darker skin too i think he had darker skin as well yeah yeah, yeah. so i i, I could have this is maybe me projecting but 
I could imagine that too, if you're the type of person who's going to write a show that has more kind of like uh bi or gay energy to it, yeah. you might be more inclined to be also accepting of like other races and portrayal of them. That's not stereotypes. Sure. Right? Sure. Cause you're not trying to like, you know, you're the show doesn't seem to lead into like uh, the sort of like gay fatalism. That's a big stereotype where like, yeah, these characters are gay and they are going to die. They are doomed for that. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's no matter how nice their love story is, they're, they're done. For, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, we haven't watched through the thing. So like, who knows yeah. where that ends up going? Like maybe they just do end up being good friends after all of a sudden done, whatever. Yeah. Cause like, you know, you can like, I guess there's sort of an allowance that you have to make for like what was and was not viable, like to get past your shareholders at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, uh, it's been really interesting um, in Guilty Gear where uh, there's a longtime character named Bridget who was originally known as like Bridget. It was a male character who like due to their, his backstory, her backstory um, was raised as like, like a girl, like dresses mm-hmm. like a girl, talks like a girl, blah, blah, blah. In, she makes a return in strive and now has like taken on, like she now identifies as a woman and like, you know, is, is like, yeah, she, her pronouns, all the rest. Uh, mm-hmm. And like that's in cutscene that is as canon as it can possibly be. And um, a lot of people are like, Oh, well they're just trying to cater to the, the woke left, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> you know, you know how fucking nerds get. Um, yeah. And uh, Daisuke, the guy who, you know, the, the, the brain in charge of guilty gear, like said, well, no, I mean, I wanted her to be a trans woman from the very beginning. It's just a lot harder to get away with that back in 2001 or whenever the game came out. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's a lot, it's just kind of difficult to, you have to make concessions in order to get your story out there. And maybe it's not always going to be as intact as you would like it to be, especially when it contains stuff like this in 1997. Yeah. So, well, yeah. well, and people point out like, you know, like why, why is there, you know, such an uptick in like, you know, like why are there more trans people now and all that well it's because you know it's not illegal to be that you <laughs> yeah know? or like less people are going to react violently to it yeah the you're same less thing with left-handed be, people yeah left-handed yeah. people same thing with like being like gay uh like all of that stuff is like it, it's more visible now because like yeah those people exist you know and they don't have to hide it anymore so yeah. all that jazz but yeah definitely like 1997 was like i mean not not to say it was okay but like what a different fucking time and that was what 20 years ago basically 25 25 yeah 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 like because i remember i mean even in like what 2006 or whenever i would have been watching this show like uh maybe closer to 0708 but like uh i remember watching this and being like whoa it's, it's too like anime care like they're not gay gay right now like they're not kissing but like you know it's certainly suggestive that's that's something wow i haven't seen yeah. that before you know what i mean like that was not something I even saw very often, like in, in like animation of that time, you know, 10 yeah. years after this came out. Well, and um, Sailor Moon has two characters, oh, that, that's right. uh, women that are in a relationship and in the four kids version, they're cousins. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. So obviously a lot has, has changed and, you know, it's all, all for the better and it's nice, but it is nice seeing a show from that era where it could have been absolute nightmare fuel <laughs> and... Uh, they you know doing something that so far as i can tell feels pretty respectful yeah so far i think yeah i mean i don't know anything about the author of revolutionary girl Lieutenant or anything like that but yeah it's, it's there's there's some cool stuff going on there and like i it kind of seems as though they were willing to kind of um push some boundaries in order to like get this story out in the way that they wanted to be so i yeah. think that's really cool yeah. yeah yeah so i i definitely think yeah it's 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 definitely uh 
at this point, after our discussion here, uh, I've I've moved it into keep watching. Yes, you know? we got him. Yeah, we we got him. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, I think it's really interesting. I think there's a lot to take in from this show, like you're you're saying, and I like you're you're dead on. You know, like. Yeah. The, the different kind of vibe that this show provides is not something that's very readily of it. Like, totally. I can watch battle anime. Yeah. You know, I don't have to watch Kill la Kill to watch a tournament. You yeah, know? that's very um, true. But, yeah, but I do, unfortunately, I do feel like, like, it's, it's I want to watch more of this. It's not, like, jumping top of my list. Sure, sure, sure. You know? Yeah. Just to go full uh, dude bro for a second. It's not like how I felt after Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, <laughs> Bakri, do you want to watch episode seven right now? Like, can we like, you know, and I, I think for me, that's just always going to be like my bias. Yeah. At our I, core, we're still a couple of dummies that like watching people spin kick each other. Exactly. That's just how yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. It's just, I, I think that's going to be the battle school dropout bias. For, like, <laughs> as long as we keep reviewing stuff, it's like, well, if it doesn't have like, if it's not leading into some kind of tournament arc. I'm less excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there was, uh, I'm like, it's a, it's not even really rocky terrain to navigate. It's just like, you know, it, it's, it's hard for me, I guess that like, I find the concept of like Yuri and like, you know, like Yuri anime and manga and stuff like that. Very interesting because like, like I was saying earlier, like here, they're able to kind of like make these really ephemeral moments out of like, you know, stuff that would even be sort of day to day um in the real world uh and i think like yuri in particular like and shoujo manga and stuff like that like really really capitalizes on that i remember reading a quote from one such yuri author who said like not even just the content he was was talking about like what he sees they they i don't know who it was could have been man woman whoever uh what they see in like you know um they saw they like pointed at a picture of just like an empty field like a field of flowers or whatever and it's like this is yuri to me because you can like you can look at that and you can imagine a pair of uh, a pair of women who maybe had to like you know meet outside of their parents' gaze or something like that you know like mm. in this in this situation and like now they're no longer here and who knows if they ended up together or not or something like that like there's there's a lot of like I guess poetry to it that I find very interesting and then a lot of just weird fetish shit that like you know well yeah that maybe I'm not trying to like yeah I don't know <laughs> it's a difficult terrain to navigate yeah. for a guy you know yeah I don't know what's what it's a different yeah that's a good point too because there is a lot of the time sort of a forbidden romance kind of side to it. Like, yeah. like even in this show, right, where it doesn't seem like gender roles are super, super harshly enforced. Yeah. Right? Like, the guys are asking, like, be on our basketball team! <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, uh, what are, uh, U- Utena, like, she, she, if, she, if she does decide that uh, she's like, I have to be with Anthe, she's, she has to battle to, like, keep Anthony go yeah you know yeah that's sort of and I I find that a lot more I guess interesting um or I guess like a nice change from it just being like we can't we can't be engaged because we're both girls it's like well no we can't we we're gonna have a hard time being engaged because people are gonna want to kill you with swords uh yeah in, for the privilege <laughs> of being engaged to me so like yeah, yeah. and like yeah and like yeah I mean obviously gender exists in this world but like at no point does anybody go like, they can't be engaged. They're both girls. They can't do that. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. that's not even a concern here. Yeah. You know, it, I think it, that's neat. It seems like for Utena, it's, it's not a, uh, like, oh, I don't want to be engaged to you because, uh, you're a woman. It's, I don't want to be engaged to you. Cause I don't want to be engaged. I don't want to be engaged. Like I'm 13. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm somewhere between the ages of 11 and 14. Yeah. And I do not want to be engaged right now. That's a very good, yeah. yeah. Fair. Reasonable. I guess. 
you know. <laughs> I am 30 or 40 years old. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a good one. It's a good one. It is. It is a good one. That was we we were debating between this and uh, G Witch, yeah, the Gundam, Gundam Magical Girl anime, which from Mercury, which for, yeah, and uh, which also I'm hearing really good things about and all that. That's another one. Like I I watched a couple of episodes of that and now have gone back to Utena and been like, oh fuck yeah, this is like there there's like a running like sort of a, a joke that was going around on Twitter for a while. It's like. Before you watch the Revol- or the uh, G Witch, you don't have to watch any of the UC or any of the other Gundam stuff. You do have to have seen Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. There's a whole lot of that DNA in G Witch for sure. Yeah, I would actually say like if you're an anime fan, like at the very least, it's worth watching the first few episodes to just be like, that's that thing. Hey, that's that thing. Like I, yeah. I felt like it was almost like I was watching Ready Player One, and I was like, hey, that's oh that, my god, it's, this, a, yeah. it's it's the the Gundam I know. It's, it's the, Batman. Yeah, it's exactly. that weird mushroom ninja guy from that terrible fucking Battleborn game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How much did Randy Pitchford pay for that uh, to end up in the in the movie, I wonder? Uh, it was a, it was a, a sizable chunk of money and it was all greasy. <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah, so I I think at the very least it's worth doing that because yeah. it, it it's like wild how influential this show is. Totally. Totally. And and, and like I hear people talk about it but like for for how many times I pointed at the screen and was like, that's that thing, that's that, you know, like I just don't hear a lot of people bring it up. So Yeah, it's like kind of under-discussed, I feel. Yeah. I don't think I would have watched it if it weren't for this show, our podcast here. So That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. It's for us to drink beers and watch animes we wouldn't have normally watched. Yeah. And then put the evidence of it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of YouTube, I guess let's get we can get into plugs here. Yeah. Uh, so you can subscribe to our channel here if you're watching it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll post here. Uh, we got a Twitter account for as long as Twitter's still around. Hey. Uh, that'll give you updates on what we're watching next if you want to watch along with us. We are uh, riding that sinking ship all the way down. <laughs> what a wonderful time to be on Twitter. Oh my god, yeah. You know, I I don't want to talk about it too much because it's like <laughs> it's by the time this episode comes out, like it'll already be so different. Yeah, Twitter will probably be extinct by the time this episode drops. Right, but, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, I I just we it, it wouldn't be us if we didn't get this out there. Uh, huff my fucking farts, Elon Musk, you absolute moron! <laughs> just biffing all. I know yeah, there's fucked. gonna we're gonna find out in like a year that he somehow made a lot of money off of this thing and that there's no justice in the world yeah but for he now like pays a bunch of journalists to say that yeah. <laughs> actually yeah, it was a really smart business move and elon just he's just a master businessman he, he actually was trying to destroy twitter the entire time because so. he invented an even better social media that connects directly to your brain and yeah. that's a good thing, actually. And every t- sure, every time you tweet, there's a 10% chance your head will explode. But otherwise... <laughs> it uh, creates a literal Skinner box where you can press a button to receive dopamine in exchange for $1.99 US pre-tax. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, huff, huff my fucking farts, yeah. Elon. You suck. <laughs> and watching you piss a Forty-four billion dollars <laughs> away is just beautiful. It's so fun. I hope you. I hope it brings down every single other company. Here's hoping. Yeah, I yeah. want to see Tesla gone. I want to see fucking SpaceX. I want to see ruins. Teslas gone, dude. There's fucking Teslas everywhere. 
Yeah. Suck. And they suck. They suck. It's like, hey, good on you. Like starting whatever this electric car revolution is. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and I can never tell which one's just a shitty driver and which one's using the like automated bullshit. Yeah. Because you know? they all suck. They like none of them can fucking drive. None of them can fucking drive. Yeah. yeah. That's not that's not the future. The future is fucking public transportation. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I feel like it should be required that you put a light on your car that like lights up when your car is being automatically driven. Yeah. So that I can blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blow up any cars. FBI. Thank you. <laughs> uh how can people track you down uh how can the fbi find you the fbi yeah, already knows my uh ip address um but uh if you if you agent uh cole i think i think my agent's name is cole um <laughs> if you agent cole would like to listen to my beats you can go to soundcloud.com slash octomammoth or you can go to twitter.com slash eight mammoth number eight and mammoth how can people okay. track you down how can people uh i'm as long as it's around, I'm at hentai pizza Lord on Twitter. Um, and then also the audio versions of the podcast. Well, we still, we got a website up. It's uh, uh battle school dropouts dot podbean dot com. That's right. Or it's podbean dot battle. I can't remember. Which Anyways, one of those two. That'll get you all the audio, get you the RSS feed, get you all that. We're on Spotify, too. One day I, I'm going to find out what an RSS feed is. And then it's over for you, host. You know, a hyperlink. Yeah, it's like that. It's just a hyperlink that you can plug into your uh, podcasting app and it'll download Battle School Dropout. Oh, just like automatically? Yeah. Dope. Yeah. That's cool. Get on yeah. that. You just got to find in your podcasting app where it lets you add <laughs> RSS feeds. Yeah. Really easy on mine. Uh, Anthony's phone. He was like, yeah, do it for me. I'm like, where the fuck is the RSS? Come on. <laughs> so, you know, you might have to Google. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. that's it for us. This I, week. I just realized Agent Cole is a character in the Marvel movies. My my agent's name is cooler than that. His his name is. Uh, <laughs> oh, you fucking nerd. No, wait, no. Oh, Col- Colson. Never mind. Cole is fine. Cole is fine. Yeah. Was that the guy from Detroit Become Human? No. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I want I just, that guy. I don't know anyone's name in there. I just call it like RoboCop and Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, close enough. <laughs> Best part of that game by a mile. By a fucking mile. Is he coming out with anything new? Oh, you haven't. You have not heard the news. Is he my brother? Star Wars? Right, the Star Wars one. That's that's quantic quantum quantic quantic dream quantum dreams. Quant- I think. Yeah, quantum dream. I think oh. it's quantic. Quant- it can't be quantic. I think it's, I'm looking it up. That fucking sounds Do so it live. Hang on. I'm uh, it <laughs> well, we should play that when it comes out because that was such a good time playing Detroit Become Human. Absolutely. What a shit awful game. And that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait for Darth Vader to tell me why <laughs> slavery is wrong. I can't wait to press triangle to give the I have a dream speech at Huggies. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream that all men of all, you know, just as as Jabba the Hutt or whatever, as a as a as a slave Anakin, as a as a Tatooinean slave, we're going to we're going to organize marches. We're going to do protests. Oh, fuck. We're going to the the fucking the huts are going to show up with fire hoses. It's going to be great. What? a, what a <laughs> uh, Hang on. Hang on. I'm looking this up. All right. Uh, it is Quantic Dream. Quantic? Quantic. What the fuck is Quantic? Uh, Quant- Quantic Jesus. Dream essay is a French video game developer and publisher based in Paris. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Two I, games before He's Heavy doing Rain. a fucking Star Wars game. Doing a Star Wars game. David Cage himself. David Cage himself. Yeah, he Actually, did. I don't know if it's David. I know Quantic Dream's involved. I don't know if David if Cage David is involved. If David Cage isn't involved, I'm no, not going to play it. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. I was going to uh, say I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it either that's way, like, but not going to play it. That's like being like... Uh, uh, 
uh, uh, like like oh the Neil Breen is producing a movie. I don't give a shit if he's producing a movie. Yeah, I'm directing is what I care about, sir. Oh my god. Okay, I know. I'm just we're just delaying the fuck out of this ending. But I watched this movie. Oh my god, it's something. It's got the number twenty two in it. It's like Route twenty two or Drive twenty two or something. It's a Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh boy. uh, It's it's like. It has some of the spirit of Neil Breen in it, but like if Neil Breen thought that uh, like "fuck you, you mo- fucking motherfucker" was like a cool thing to say, like because Neil Breen doesn't really cuss that much, you know what I mean? Not really. Yeah, no. like this. This is like you know just all the, they they cuss in like the dumbest ways possible, yes. and like it's just it's this horrible jingoistic like nightmare movie about like the the toughest operators out there who they, they gotta break the law when the when the law just isn't good enough or whatever. <laughs> He's talking about how it would have gone down different if he was on that plane. It is, it is that the movie? Yes, it is Mark Wahlberg's depiction of how it would have gone down. That if he so was good. there like, did, it's not actually about 9-11 but did, close enough did you hear he's like morbiusing himself with um he's re-releasing that father stew movie in theaters as father a pg-13 stew. yeah right What's it's like him as like a catholic priest or whatever oh yeah uh i only know about it because father stew my name's stew oh, so yeah. but it's spelled wrong gotta keep so. tabs on all stew related media exactly <laughs> right there was that stuber movie you know yeah. and i was like i've been making that joke for years yeah. i got zero royalties yeah Are you kidding me you know what more men these days wear bracelets than eat stew. You know that? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't been eating at all. I mean, I, yeah. I had a, I had stew the other day and I was wearing a bracelet. I'm wearing a bracelet right now. Oh, shit. Dude. And I was while I was eating stew. So. So so it's a net neutral. I guess that, so. That that thing. It's I like, was I was I was a cuck and I was an alpha at the same time. Damn. And alpha cuck. Yeah. Alpha cuck. Yeah. It's, I'm the bridge between worlds, like the Avatar. <laughs> he's, he's the one who's going to bring it all together. <laughs> I was going right. to bring balance to the force. The, yeah. the four nations, Sigma, Alpha, and Cuck. <laughs> and it's up to you, Bakri, to bring everybody together. That's right. It's a, it's a tough job. Somebody's got to do it. And that's me. <laughs> also, in case anybody's mad, the fourth other fourth nation is Beta. Is of why, course. You know, we all know that. Yeah. Um, fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's... that's that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, so that's on Netflix. You should go on, watch yeah, that. Yeah, you guys, they're doing the live action version of it soon. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so that'll right. be good. Yeah, yeah. live action <laughs> until everything was fine. Until the cucks invade. <laughs> should put Mark Wahlberg in. <laughs> I'm so sad. Bruce Willis is retired. I thought I said I said this from the beginning. M Night Shyamalan's movies got worse when he stopped casting Bruce Willis. Because yeah. because um, Unbreakable, fantastic. Sixth Sense, fantastic. Signs, pretty good. And then it got worse from there. Yeah. Didn't everybody hate uh, Glass or whatever? People weren't people weren't big on Glass. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, the, the but he lost it. He lost the the Willis streak. Is what yeah. I mean. Well, it, it's tough too because Bruce Willis like hasn't either been capable or hasn't given a fuck about movies for like the last like 10 years. Yeah, that's true. Like he's there for the paycheck. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, this would have, cause avatar or the last airbender came out more than 10 years ago. I think Bruce Willis should have been Aang. Honestly, why not? Yeah. You you couldn't have made that movie worse. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the first movie. Teach Bruce Willis Kung Fu and make him Aang. Honestly, just let him like just sit there and just do special effects around him or some shit. Sure. Like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, that, that Avatar movie was the first movie I've seen in a while. Like, I rewatched it like uh, last year or whatever. First movie in a while where I was like 20 minutes in. And I was like, 
I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I finished it because I'm a man of principle. Wow. But holy shit, that sucks. Yeah, that's yeah. It is so boring. It's really bad. Yeah, it is. Bad Steven Seagal Zuko. Oh, I'm just, fuck. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking with the voice of God right oh, now. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm the, guided by divine powers. The, the, like, if, if, um, if Avatar The Last Airbender was like a 90s action movie, <laughs> holy shit, we could have, because like that Fist of the North Star movie. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, man. That's a movie that we got 20 minutes in and I was like, we're not watching anymore. Of this. <sighs> that was rough. That sucked. Yeah. Speaking of Zuko, because Dante Bosco's in that holy movie. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, it all comes full it circle. It all comes back. I can't believe he was in that movie. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Best, best performance of an awful, awful movie. Very, very low bar. And yeah, super low. I mean, I'm not saying he was doing good. <laughs> he was, he was it, the best. It was, a, it was a bright point in a boring movie. Yeah. God, we just, we just ended up watching Fish of the North Star instead. Like, yeah. A proper movie. We actually like, we actually did jump out of like, we were like, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. We stopped the live action Fist of the North Star movie. <laughs> that's, God. that's dire. We've watched some terrible shit. Yeah. Fuck dude. Yeah. What was worse, uh, Fits of the North Star or that uh, uh, Paris, 317 to Paris or whatever? Uh, I, I have to say, I have to say Fits of the North Star was worse because I've sat through 1517 to Paris three times. That's a good point. <laughs> oh, shit. I did not have this. I did not have the stomach to finish Fits <laughs> of the North Star once. But I have watched that movie three times. So, <laughs> you know. Maybe that says more about me than the movies, but I mean, yeah. that's where I'm standing. Uh, I guess it. Uh, what, what's his face? Clint Eastwood? Yeah. He should do the next live action Fist of the North Star. Yes. Yeah. Make it like weirdly conservative. A whole lot more racial slurs involved. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, excellent. Yeah. Ken Shiro's like the. Is, wait, no. Am I misremembering? Is Ken Shiro like the last Japanese person or am I getting my. Like streams cross with fucking attack you're, you're on getting Titan. Your, your streams costs because uh, Kenshiro in the live action movie is just a white dude. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, that's not changing in the Clint Eastwood version. <laughs> yeah. Clint Eastwood, maybe. Oh, Clint Eastwood attack on Titan live action movie. Oh, there you go. There we go. Yeah. I want to see a 90 year old man with like all sorts of like dementia and whatnot i want to see his take on, on Titan. <laughs> this fucking like jingoistic like <laughs> motherfucker tell, tell me about attack on time i don't think it'd be that far off <laughs> uh, yeah i mean well yeah shit give him the reins on something that like skirts so close to like the you know like okay look i don't know that i necessarily subscribe to the notion that attack on titan is like out and out super fascist but boy it gets close sometimes i'm i'm waiting for the heel turn where we learn that uh, nationalism is wrong. I'm waiting for um, it. Wait, is that the heel turn when we find out that I thought is that a face turn? Like it was just just when when we learn that like like uh, I, when there when there's a twist on it instead of like mm, actually warfare is pretty sick. Oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like That's that the... seems to be what where we're at. <laughs> yeah, the, the horrors of war have kind of been left behind. Yeah, but war like when you can turn into a giant monster, pretty dope actually. Pretty yeah. pretty sick. Pretty sick. Honestly. Yeah, pretty yeah. radical. <laughs> yeah god where the, how did we yeah get well you know let's wrap up yeah all right <laughs> good, they're fading good out good up clint yeah. eastwood do our next battle school dropout please <laughs> open door invitation for clint eastwood yeah honestly get on here <laughs>